Hey gang, our guest today is Jason Tyler Black, and he has a new album out called Live at the Suburban Bottle. It is now available on all streaming platforms. Go to jasontylerblack.com to find out more information. J-A-S-O-N-T-Y-L-E-R-B-L-A-C-K.com. Also, go check out our sponsor, Moded Studios Embroidered Patches and Apparel. ModedStudios.com has all the hottest and greatest and, and awesomest and the bestest patches and apparel fully embroidered uh a couple of my favorite patches that i personally like is snow white smoking out of a poison apple i love that she's smoking weed out of her own poison apple wonderful spongebob i i'm out of here meme i like that too uh let's see oh baby yoda of the mandalorian so go to modedstudios.com and shop around, click around. They're always adding new stuff to the website all the time, and they do custom work. Go to modedstudios.com, M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com. Now on with the show. Fresh. Fresh. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Jason Tyler Black. Jason has a new album out called Live at the Suburban Bottle. Go check that out. It is available now on all streaming platforms. Also, Jason is my pal, my buddy. You guys know him from the from the breakdowns, the, the show breakdowns that we do sometimes. And he's been on the show as a featured guest. And, and he's just been on the show a few times. And, and he's my pal. I play music with him. And uh, he has an album out, a solo acoustic album. It's, it's, it's pretty fucking fire. So go check it out. Go to Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Anyways, we'll get to Jason here in a minute. But first, go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and check out the new singles that we have just released. Uh, my wife and myself has just released two new songs called Secret and Streetlights. Two S's. Alliteration. It sells. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Secret Streetlights. That's what we're calling it. Uh, no, we have new songs available on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you stream your music. It is there to listen to. Go check it out. Also, click on the Experience tab while you're on the website, the rainamystique.com, to find out where me and my lovely wife will be playing around the Toledo region. Toledo, Ohio, that is. Not Spain. <laughs> All right, go to wespeakenglishgood.com. <clears throat> uh, I, I mean, like, it's it's fun there, I guess. You can follow us on IG, Instagram, or Facebook at We Speak English Good. Uh, remember to like, uh, what was it? I had I have a little thing I, I put together. Was it like, subscribe, review? There it is. I said to myself like 10 times in a row, and every once in a while during the week, I just sort of repeated it back to myself. It's like, subscribe, review. Like, subscribe, review. So go like us on Facebook, on Instagram, follow us. Instagram is cool. I just put up, uh, well, my Instagram is cool. I don't know about your Instagram. Uh, <laughs> but I have uh, I have some tutorials that I threw up there. I just threw a new one up. It's doing pretty fucking good, actually. So that's nice. Um, 
uh, it's been a while since I've put one up, so I I was nice to put one out. So I do tutorials on there. Of course, there's podcast content. There's the uh, if you want to know what my daily life is kind of like, then you can follow me on my Instagram and Facebook at We Speak English Good. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe and review. It helps. It just helps us in the algorithms to make us more searchable. So go subscribe go like subscribe review <laughs> leave a review if you'd like five stars sure why not uh <laughs> it's all good to me uh wh what else we got uh I, I think that's everything oh write the show at we speak english good dot at gmail.com we speak english good at gmail.com let us know what you're thinking about let us know how we're doing we always appreciate the feedback uh one thing about this conversation with jason um I, <laughs> I i was a little i was a little apprehensive about putting um putting the beginning part of this conversation up and uh you're gonna know why here in a few seconds but uh <laughs> i um uh, I, I don't know uh, if you want a little follow up on uh, on on the whole on the first eight minutes of this conversation, stick around at the end and I'll kind of go over it and my reasonings for being such a um, a sneaky snake about it. I feel sneaky about it. Anyways, who gives a shit? It's juicy stuff about acoustic hookah. So if you're an acoustic hookah fan, fuck it, stick around. This first eight minutes is surely gonna make you uh. <laughs> <laughs> make you s wonder some shit okay so enough from me let's jump into it here is jason tyler black remember he has a uh, a new album out live at the suburban bottle go stream it now jason tyler black everybody said so after we stopped rolling he was like i thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna ask me what's up with johnny like what happened to johnny because i asked everybody pretty much i asked all the guys yeah, who asked, even did. cliff i asked cliff about why cliff left and oh on the on to dave on the dave's podcast yes i, I asked haven't him. listened yet no, no no i know i know but i'm saying that i asked him and he just said and he brushed it off as um he left because he had his own things he wanted to pursue. Yeah. Anyways, we'll leave that there. <laughs> um, but but he was saying, so I asked about everybody why they left, but I didn't ask Johnny because when I talked to Dave, he was, I was scheduling. He gave me his number over email. And he was yeah. like, just call me and or, or email me, whatever. So I called his ass and he's like, <laughs> Old school, you called him. Oh, I called him, yeah, because because people don't leave their phone numbers unless they want you to call them. You know what I mean? Right. If he wanted me, if he wanted to just keep an email, we would have just kept emailing. So I was like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna fucking call this dude." So I call him, and so you know, he was just going. We were just going through formalities. He was like, "Yeah, I really liked how you, you know, navigated the conversation with Ed," and he was being very nice and gracious, and he was. 
I was very touched. And he's like, but I haven't listened to the Johnny one yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't I, I don't know if I can listen to that one, man. I, I, I just don't know. And mm. so, like, you could, like, audibly hear mm. him getting upset just with the thought of listening to Johnny's fucking pocket. And listen to him talk. So... He did end up listening to it, by the way, but only with the parts that pertain to hookah. Mm-hmm. And then so, like, after we're done, right after we're done, right after I push stop, he's like, I thought you were going to ask me about Johnny. <laughs> he's like, and I would have told you everything. I was like, oh, well. Shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, um, you know, I mean, you could, if you want to tell me, you could still tell me. I like, I won't put it on the podcast. He's like, I don't care. You can tell who you want. You can talk. You can say it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's like, I was going to tell you it on the podcast. <laughs> so he tells me, he said, he's like, um, he's like, yeah, uh, the real reason why Johnny left, because on Johnny's podcast, he said that financially things weren't good for the band. And so and, and then he did something that he regretted that he never should have did that he wouldn't elaborate oh. on. And so. Hookah, I remember that. I heard I listened to that one. So hookah. Back after, um, so in 2001, from the Fall Hookahville was a big rainout, and it was the one with Willie Nelson, mm-hmm. and um, the land got destroyed, and hookah, uh, and and Acoustic Hookah, the entity Acoustic Hookah, came under a gang of debt, and and uh. Dave was saying he's like we should have canceled. He's like In retrospect, we should have canceled, but. He, to all that damage to the land they had to pay for. Yeah. I think I remember that. Because yeah, well, I don't know. I, I I didn't go to that one. I remember I didn't it was end up going mud, to that. It was Mudville. Right, like, yeah, was, exactly. I remember just trampled the whole grounds, and it, yeah, I yeah, can see it. I remember, I remember hearing up. about it, too, because I went to the 2001, the summer, and but anyways. So was that at he, Frontier Ranch, or was that at uh, Buckeye, Lake, Buc- I th- Buckeye Lake? I think it was, Frontier Ranch was the one with... Where it got rained out, I believe. Yeah. And then Buckeye Lake was the one I went to that summer. But anyway. So it, during this time, the band kind of started uh, having different side projects. Remember Sweeney and the, uh, uh, Steve Sweeney and the Spike Drivers, mm-hmm. Cats and the Jammers, One Under. Mm-hmm. So they all made an agreement that Hookah and their solo projects should shouldn't shall never share the stage because mm. it wasn't fair yeah that makes sense however it was determined <clears throat> um <clears throat> they at that time this was a big deal and they stuck to their guns and and so what ended up happening was johnny was trying to get one under over at um the ledges and hookah was already slated a uh, headline i believe uh, or it was some kind of festival and this is all from dave actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, and some kind of festival somewhere. Well, it was one of their festivals that and he was. Summer hookah about. used to be at the ledges, though. Yeah, there used to be, they used to do shows out there. Yeah. It wasn't their hookahvilles, but it was definitely they did like yeah, they did like hookah. springs and summers mm-hmm. and yeah. So he calls Evan. Johnny calls Evan and says, "Hey, put put one under on the bill. It's cool." And Evan's like, "No, he knew the deal because apparently Evan and Dave are close. Yeah. Apparently they grew up." together or something i don't so um evan knew the deal and he kept telling johnny like no man we can't do this we can't do this like it's not right johnny convinces him and they put him on the bill and so uh dave catches wind calls evan is like take him off take him off right now Mm. and so he did he listened and at that time you know hookah was a force to be you know you you listen and plus this is 2001 
this is 2000. No, this is around the time Johnny and Ed were leaving. So Ed was about to so leave. So 05 ish. Yes, exactly. Okay. This is this is Johnny's exit. Like 04 maybe or th- well, 03 because John Mullins actually came back into the group for, again. Right, for, for a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. But he quickly broke a bunch of promises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Rest in peace. Uh, R.I.P. John Mullins. Uh, but <clears throat> so as soon as Johnny finds out he's off the bill, he. I, apparently he throws a fit. I, I can't remember if he quit the band or something, but all of a sudden there were, used to be some um, message board that used to be really popular for hookah fans to use. Mm-hmm. And someone went on there and told a bunch of like inside information that only band members knew. So, like, he put in a bunch of details. And so they all were like, who the fuck did this? The only person who could have done this was someone in the band. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. they knew it was him, but they couldn't prove it. So they hired somebody <laughs> to trace his IP address. Oh, shit. And caught him red-handed. Oh, and shit. And it was him. And he was done, son. And, and you know, like, that was it. And... You know, Dave. Uh, you know, Dave and Johnny kind of, <clears throat> you know, butt heads. Um, yeah, so I can the, see that. So that that's why. I mean, there was no. You know, he wasn't telling me anything specific about like what came out of what. You know, but it was definitely, it was definitely fucking um, interesting scenario. I mean, after listening to you and uh, Johnny's podcast, I haven't listened to Dave's yet. He seems like kind of like a prankster, like yeah, he's a jokester, like, jokester. Kind but he's of also hey, what I got from him. He's kind of a me show. He likes the attention, you know. I mean, yeah. he's like one of those guys who likes that kind of attention. And yeah. and and you know, like I was telling Dave, it's like, well, you know, I, I plan on working with uh, Johnny in the future because he wanted to release some like um, segments of his book as an audio version on the podcast. And I was like, yeah. absolutely, you can do that on my podcast. Um, yeah. So, so cool. well, and I was telling him, I was like, you know, I plan, I, I like Johnny. Johnny invited me to his house. So, like, I have nothing against Johnny. And, you know, this was so many years ago. And well, so, obviously, they were. fucking years ago, man. So, obviously, they're <laughs> able to kind of move past it. Old ass motherfucking Mike. Like, 19 years ago, Mike. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm fucking. At, yeah, I was just over at fucking Christopher's from yeah. JoJo Stella's, and, and he's like 27 or 28 or something. Mm. And I'm just like, dude, I feel like the adult learner in the room, like, fuck it, who doesn't understand how to turn on the computer. Like, I just, <laughs> he's like sitting there trying to explain to me his really interesting um, booking app, and I'm, I have no fucking idea what he's talking about. So there's eight minutes that I'll probably just cut out. <laughs> uh, who knows? Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, let me know if you change your mind about that. <laughs> you can put that out there. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't bad. And, if it was, if Dave hadn't told me himself, like I don't care if you talk about it at all, like whatever, yeah, you know, it, it it wouldn't have been, well, whatever, you know, like he. I mean, it's definitely an interesting perspective, but like you said, it's like, <clears throat> it's like nineteen fucking years ago, like. Yeah, they're younger, you know. What it, what it, and what they do you were even know when you, nineteen years ago. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so it, I was I, like nineteen. Was it really? No, I, 19 no. years ago. I was like 21 years old. 21. Well, no. I'd be 20. I'm 39 right now. 39. Uh, 30, 30, maybe 19. So, yeah. 20. I'd be 20, 20 years old. Yeah, what do you be old like enough 18. to drink, man? Nope. I'm, yeah, I was going to festivals and shit. I wasn't even... I didn't even drink. I didn't even, like, start drinking <clears throat> until, like, I was in, like, in my 20s. Well, when I turned 20. That's when I started drinking. I haven't really been drinking at all either lately. Why? Just because. I don't know. It's just... I don't know. 
you know, I have a couple friends, well, a real good friend who's going through some, uh, you know, alcohol-related issues, and mm -hmm. I, I know I have a lot of close friends who, uh, including yourself, you know, <laughs> went through, you know, their issues with alcohol, and it's like, man, it's just poison for some people, and I, can, I almost feel, I mean, I, can, I, I, don't, I don't have an issue where I, like, if I, I can't stop drinking or anything like mm -hmm. that, but it's like, you start to notice, like, <clears throat> all this low-key, like, alcoholism humor and stuff and mm. it's like and it, i mean how it, how it affects some people like you know i can i, I mean it's a tough thing for some people to get over like their yeah. life becomes centered around it and yeah. you know it just it consumes them you know dr jekyll and mr hyde and you know people want to make the argument and i think it's bullshit like where they're like, oh, well, alcoholism is not a disease because you give it to yourself. Motherfucker, you give every fucking disease to yourself. You stick a dick into a fucking whore, <laughs> you get fucking AIDS, okay? <laughs> you get herpes, gonorrhea. That was your dick that you stuck in there. Mm -hmm. You got the fucking disease. That was a choice you made. Yeah. You fucking stuff your gullet with fucking bacon and mashed potatoes your entire life. You're going to mm -hmm. have fucking cholesterol issues and develop right. heart disease. You fucking made that decision. So for people to throw out the fucking... Well, it's not a real disease. No, it is because it's, it affects some people a yeah. certain way, and I, I don't know. I, it's it's you know it's fucked up. You know, so now I, I'm I'm seeing humor differently on social media and stuff when mm. it comes to drinking and stuff. I'm like, oh, cool, like just some low key uh, alcoholism, fucking humor. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is hilarious. <laughs> it's so but, funny. <clears throat> but I don't know. I mean, I can still have like a drink here and there, like a beer here and there, but, well, but I just haven't really been like. Well, drinking a, a lot. But here's the thing that I've observed about observed about you is that you can have a couple drinks, do your fucking job, yeah. and then fucking you know you can wake up in the morning, go to work, and be a human being. Yeah. Um. The problem is with like people like me is that there's no off switch. So like I have those couple drinks, and sure, Mike's real nice when he has a couple drinks. He's kind of funny. He's outgoing. Makes eye contact. Uh. But. All of a sudden, he goes one too many drinks, and now he's mm -hmm. grabbing your wife's ass. So, like, what's that? Mm -hmm. You know, like, you don't display that kind of behavior. Right. So, like, I, I, I don't I see it. you as a person who's like, oh, man. But but I do see on, like, a personal level if you're like, yeah, you know, like, fucking I feel like shit in the morning. It doesn't really do anything for me anymore. I don't really get the kind of joy of it. You know, I, I just, mm. I would hate for you to quit drinking because you think you have a problem. <laughs> because I don't no, think I don't, you do. I no, don't, I don't think I have a problem. Yeah. I just think... Um, I don't. I don't really need to do it. Mm. I can enjoy myself just fine. Like, yeah. I, you know, like I don't like that feeling. Like where you have a couple drinks and you start talking to everybody, and it says it's not. It's not me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a much more cynical individual usually, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm not like. I'm not a very social person, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, and it's very weird being in the the music business, no, <laughs> and not being a very like being very socially awkward in crowds and stuff, and not knowing how to, you know. And I I get it that alcohol helps that, but it's like it's like this false fucking yeah, you know. Yeah, because you're not really addressing the situ the the problem is because I mean, and not that if you have anxiety, you have I mean a problem. It is like something that can hold you back in life, but. Oh, I, I just when you're masking something like an anxiety or, or you know just social anxiety, you're not addressing the core problem of where mm -hmm. that's coming from. You're you're masking it like you're saying. You're just sort of putting this bandaid over it. You're just lubricating it, right? It's, yeah. There's still there's still you know friction there. It's just that you just put a little lube in there. 
make it you know run a little smoother. And that's why I think like I don't smoke cigarettes, right? I don't I don't even have a pack of cigarettes in this house. But I get to a show like when we're when we're playing or gigging or mm-hmm. something, and it's like oh we're at a break like. What do I do? Like, how do I get the fuck away from all these people right, right now? Because I'm hearing all these noises and like, you know, like my, like my anxiety is kind of kicking in a little bit. And I don't like the thing is I drive to the shows, so I don't want to get drunk at the shows right. and like and d- driving to go, go home talk and then, then I got to drive home, you know. So <clears throat> I don't know. So that's you know, I, I kind of take up smoking at shows just to like go outside <laughs> and be like, okay. Look, I can hide off, put my hoodie on, my like my, my comfort blanket, you know, like <laughs> Linus hoodie. I wish I could be more outgoing of a person, like, and it's it, you know, you wouldn't I guess you really wouldn't guess it if you see us play or whatever, because right. you know, we, I mean, we have our act and we we do our thing, but it's like it's it, you know, it's a different when you're just performing yeah. for people because it's a you know, it's the art form within itself, so mm. you know, the performance art form, so. You get to kind of like lose yourself in that it's moment true. of artistry, yeah. you know. So you get almost like transcend self for for a minute to like, and it's almost act, acting as well, like you mm-hmm. know, be, to become something else for a little bit. Absolutely, you know? <clears throat> committing to that too. Yeah, like what? Like that's the things. Like we'll do like some of the shit where like I'm about to start rapping or whatever, <laughs> and I'm just like in my mind, I'm like. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. We're, we're going to fucking do this again, aren't we? This is going to happen. All right, hold up. Let me get a drink. You know, let me let me figure out how I'm going to yeah. move my arms awkwardly uh, without Jason's a guitar. going to go straight hip-hop on that ass. Like, yeah, how am I going to... Um, what am I going to do with my hands when I put the guitar down? Because yeah. the guitar is a huge comfort thing for me on stage. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I think, like, honestly, I was, like, thinking about, like, 75% of the songs we play in, in Green Acre Sessions, I could probably not even play a guitar on them. Like, <laughs> and it wouldn't really, like, d- d- detract that much for it other than you just wouldn't have, the, like, the acoustic guitar right. gently sound br- in the back. But it does bring a fullness to the band, I think. Yeah. Especially it, when we're kind of jamming when around. When you make yeah, the acoustic with the electric guitar mm-hmm. and everything. Like, But, like, I'm saying, like, for the stuff where I'm not, really playing anything sometimes here's a here's a little secret mike okay i won't even really be playing the guitar <laughs> and i'll just kind of be like acting like i'm playing the guitar <laughs> with like a little rhythm percussives you know like i'm just like but i'm really just singing the song but i'm like not even really playing but i don't know what to do with my hands with a guitar pick in my hand and like yeah you know so, so it's like, and you want to add something yeah so like, <laughs> i gotta do something you know no can i tell you a secret jason yeah yeah Sometimes I turn the volume all the way down on my keyboard <laughs> and I just start hitting buttons so it doesn't look like I don't know the song. <laughs> nice. So so, so we're like in the same we're in the same boat in that aspect. Um, some stuff's hard to sing and play at the same time, like some of the different rhythm more like riffy type stuff and mm. stuff that's more like riff based and stuff for me is harder to play and sing at the same time. Like that's why I have mad respect for like bass players. Who, who can, can sing, fucking yeah. sing like a motherfucker? Yes. Like, like Cliff Starbuck. Yeah. fucking amazing. Right. Like, and he's like, hitting those fucking, he's hitting harmonies with he, people. He's singing too. harmonies, you know, and it's yeah. like, it's it's tough. Like, shout out to any bass player out there who can bass hard and then sing bass hard. well as well. I mean, like, say what you will about Sting, you know, but Sting Art can play Primus? some bass. Shit, oh, yeah. Les Claypool, Les Claypool, man. 
It's a. It's he a, can't even sing that. It's well. a rare talent for, and it, I think it's harder to do to separate yourself from riffing and singing than it is to like just be strumming strumming rhythmically and like yeah. singing a song. You know, because it's like as I can, you know, play hand drum it's pretty much really the same thing like if yeah. you don't have to think about what you're playing to a certain point when you're playing guitar it's just muscle memory yeah after a certain while after yeah. you do, do it so fucking much and i'm not saying that i can't riff and sing but i'm just saying like when there's a full band behind you it's like it's on it's certain things it's unnecessary for me to be playing as well you know what yeah. i mean like yeah, it's a totally different gig than a fucking acoustic, <clears throat> just just you and a guitar gig, because especially when a guitar, when a when the singer is also like a rhythm guitar player or the lead guitar player, there's times when it, it, you don't need to be playing. You need to be like really focusing on what you're singing. You know what I mean? Like the hit right. notes, hit certain notes. You know, like and and no matter how good you get at it, like playing is still going to cause a little bit of a distraction from, you know, what you're doing, especially if you're not completely comfortable with doing both. So, I mean, there are certain times where it's like, yeah, you should just stop playing and focus on hitting notes. It's, and, yeah, some of the stuff. Or is, is anybody. Tougher. I'm not yeah. just saying you. I'm not trying to, like, point you out. It's, it's like, Jason, you, uh, we need to talk. Yes, I think that's pretty common, though. I mean, yeah, if exactly. If you watch live performances of yeah. people, when there's, when there's something more vocally challenging, like, you know, the, usually they'll set back with the band they, right. but they do the little thing yeah. where they put the guitar yeah. down by their side <laughs> and they they get their hands up they're making everybody clap all right everybody that's not me i I've, I've, here's the thing have you ever tried to get something like that going in a bar and it doesn't happen oh, it's so embarrassing we used, has, to play, we used to play that justin timberlake song you remember oh, that one yeah. and we tried to get people doing it and they're no like like they're just like I mean they were dancing and having right. a good time but everybody's like no, no we're, we're not, not we're, we're not, not clapping we're not that has to be kind of on the line of like <laughs> when when comedians like just get no laughs when they have a bad set you know they're bombing <laughs> and when you're just like or when when you stop playing and there's no claps or anything which I've kind of gotten used to but like those it, it just those kind of draining like almost embarrassing moments where you're just like fuck dude like what am I even doing over here? see that's what I'm worried about because you know you've heard me talk about wanting to do my stand up comedy <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this I, I mean do. I do have so I'm gonna use this chance to segue into stand up comedy here a little bit but I'm, I'm petrified of the idea it's way more scary for me the idea of getting up and like trying to make people laugh yeah than like my comfort zone of just going up with a guitar and, yeah. and singing bunch of songs for people and right. songs that I write and stuff but I don't know I mean you know stand up comedy it's it's so fucking fulfilling to make a whole room of people laugh yeah like I, I learned this in eighth grade Mike in eighth grade my uh my science teacher you know we were doing the planets we were studying the planets and I raised my hand I kind of like gave the kid next to me a nudge you know and I was like he's like yeah Jason you know, he raised your hand and I was like um uh, I was like, hey, uh, Mr. Penick, is uh, Uranus bigger than the Earth? <laughs> and then right away, he's like, you betcha. <laughs> the whole room erupts. And I'm just like, everybody's looking at me like, yeah, this motherfucker, you got this motherfucker. Burn. <laughs> and then he like tried to play it off. He's like, why? Why do you ask? I was like, mm, just had a little bet going with Scott here. <laughs> I, I thought that, I thought, I thought it was, I thought most of the planets outside of from Jupiter on are all larger, but that confirms it, you know? That confirms it. It confirms that Uranus is bigger than the but, You know, from that moment on, right. when I made the entire room laugh, yeah. I was like, wow, what a what a rush, mm -hmm. what a feeling, you know? Yeah. Like, to get everybody excited like that to laugh. Because laughing is a great... 
it's a great feeling, you know. It is. It's definitely a good <coughs> release. No, I I had similar situations where it's like, um, in a, in like sixth and seventh grade. Sixth grade is when I took a downfall in, in my academics, but I took a straight leap <laughs> to my stand-up comedy. <laughs> Zing! Was this more prop comedy? Or? Uh, no. Well, actually, it was. Well, it it started with just making you know ridiculous comments, and then trying it turned, to get those little laughs here and there. You right, know, you right, know? and and that carried on through high school, kind of. But I was a big, fat, sweaty kid, so like it was really awkward for me to be real quiet and then just say something really weird and off-putting, and especially and then sometimes it wouldn't work, you know. Especially in high school, that was so embarrassing. But I remember being in probably eighth grade. We used to, every week we used to have these like weekly presentations where we had to write something and we could present to the class. Mm -hmm. And I took this opportunity to make fun of, I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember the um, affordable chiropractor? Do you remember the, the, they used to have those like different themed ones where like the husband would be like trying to start the car or something and then the (laughs) wife would come in and put the spark plug thing on. There you go. And it would start right up or something. It was something really stupid. And then the guy would come in with an acoustic guitar and be like, affordable car. Do you remember that? I kind of do. Okay. Anyways, at that moment, those were all over the TV and local broadcasting around here in Toledo. And Maybe I don't because I'm not from around here. I'm oh, just yeah, going right. to pretend that I do, though. Yeah, man, I know oh, exactly yeah, what you're talking about. Practice, yeah. Affordable chiropractor. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Tell us. I love that. Uh, well, <laughs> anyways, I used to go uh, up and present different comics that I would draw about it where in each scene, every time they had a new commercial because they would release these commercials rather fast, that the turnaround was pretty good. So you'd see it for a couple weeks yeah. and then they would have a new one. Uh, and it was a successful campaign. Apparently, they kept doing it for years. Uh, but <laughs> I would, I would take it, the situation. I make very crudely drawn comics where I would draw the same scenario that happened in the commercial, and then I would find ways of murdering the the guy with the acoustic guitar. <laughs> so like there was one where there was like where the. Um, where the where the dude's working on his car and the dude just is like, What the who are you? Why are you here? And so he puts his head under the hood and slams his head until it smashes into a million pieces, which again, this is crudely drawn. Like, we would have been figures. homies, all right. Like <laughs> young fat Mike and young JB would have like dude, I, I do believe that's that we my kind been of people. pretty good that's friends. That's my kind of people, right? We would have been really good friends. <laughs> I, I do believe that we would have been sharing fried baloney sandwiches oh, uh, stories yeah, uh, all day long. But, but so so, so you'd give them, yeah. You'd give it to them, yeah. How? Like well, via what method? Like, oh, I would show it. I would be like, and I'd read it, and I'd show uh, it, oh. and th- so there, you know, like, because I would be standing up, and I'd be like, here, you can see, it. you know, like whatever. Uh, my teacher, she thought I was violent, and I went to a Catholic school, so it was fun. Uh, but it, she thought I was violent, but the kids liked it, and she saw that it was a way that because I wouldn't be. Once you would let me kind of get it out, I wouldn't be so distracting. Yeah, yeah. And I was ADHD, and then, I mean, I was medicated and shit, so it was, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, it was... It, it, and fat. And fat as fuck. Like, just, so fat. And so horny. Like Fat and horny. <laughs> fat and oh, horny God, and I, sweaty all the time. There, Sweating all the time. Did you get <laughs> acne, though? I didn't. I had a beautiful. I had clear fucking. Face. I was fat, sweaty with acne. Ah, oh, that's hard. Like, but it, you beautified. Oh yeah, yeah. Once you got older, like, you you were you were a beautiful man. You had that long made hair. I had hair. You're once. Not a bad looking guy. You're not a bad looking guy. Well, what happened was is I moved out of my mom's house, mm. and the food wasn't free anymore. 
<laughs> things change drastically at that moment. <laughs> when you have to start paying for food, <laughs> that's when shit gets real. And then I got, I didn't get fat again until like I had a like a job where I made decent money, and I was like, all right, first thing is first, I'm eating. I'm hungry, bitch. <laughs> hungry, bitch. I want those fish sticks. Well, I lived man. all that time on the road and everything too, you know. So I went like. I didn't, you know, it was food was sparse at sometimes when you're like hitchhiking around and yeah. you know you don't have like a refrigerator to keep stuff in, so you eat whatever the fuck you can whenever the fuck you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes not very much. I mean, I, you know, when I graduated high school, I was probably about only only about two seventy. You know, <laughs> only only about two seventy, yeah. and then uh, you know I ended up getting down like probably about to 180 nice at some point just from like and and during that time where you just like just like like just throwing your dick around like fucking <laughs> wildfire or what allegedly you, <laughs> like no but seriously like it's so funny when fat people get skinny yeah. and and they're not like hideous when they yeah. get skinny you know because there are some like fat hideous people who get skinny and they're just like skinny hideous people <laughs> oh, mm. oh it didn't work out for you but i was like, like the a, grim reaper <laughs> yeah, they're just this gaunt, like, <laughs> pox-scarred oh. face, just fucking with one eye drooping and fucking this lip as herpes. It, it's, uh, anyway. it can get gross. Uh, but it, I, I didn't, and thankfully. So, like, I, I got I got better looking. And I remember being fat kid, being like, looking in the mirror, like, Ben, you would be such a good-looking guy if you weren't such a fat piece mean. of shit. I remember that. Yeah. But the, the thing that sucks is, like, even, like, when I got skinny, I didn't even know I was skinny. Right. right. Because like you that, just feel fat. I, you always feel, like, like that body dysmorphia always, mm-hmm. like, is there. Like, and you always feel like you see the little... Little belly yes. left. You're like, God, I'm so fucking fat. Fat piece of shit. I'm such a fat fucking fatty. 180 pounds. You piece of shit. I mean, I'm. So, I was skinny at 180, which is like yeah. a, still a decent sized human being. Right, you and know you what seem I mean? like you've been always kind of bulky, right? Like big well, yeah. shoulders. I mean, you got. And that's even now, like you know. So now I'm like fat again or whatever. <laughs> but but it's a different. It's a, like I carry my weight a lot differently than I used to. Like I got that old man like. Yeah, stockiness yeah. going on. Yeah, like, yeah, you got barrel chest. It's like it's all in my chest and shoulders. Like I, I've been lucky. Like my, 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 I don't get one of them bellies that fucking goes just down fold over. over. Yeah, the fold the, overs. It just like that's me. It just all fucking hangs right in the center. Like yeah, that's nice because you can take your shirt off and you just look like a big dude. I'm just a big guy. Yeah, fucking me. It looks like I fucking had my stomach stapled. It just, people always gross. Best. I always here. ask people asking you know, when you start talking weight, like, well, how much do you think I weigh? And you know, everybody's like, I think they're trying to be conservative, but they're like, I don't know, like 220, 225. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mm, no, uh, higher. <laughs> oh, 280. And That's where you're at right now? I'm about 280, 285 right where, now. Where were you when I first met you? Because you were kind of, you were you were on the downslope or maybe on the upslope. I was about 245, okay. 250. Yeah. Because I was doing that keto shit. Oh, God, it's so gross. It is so gross. Like, <laughs> it's so gross. It is so gross. Like, it, listen, don't get me wrong. Like, I, you know, grew up on a lot of meat and <laughs> grease and cheese and, mm-hmm. you know, the keto stuff. But, like, <clears throat> you just feel kind of gross after a while, like, eating all that stuff all the time. Like, and, you know, you, you read a lot of stuff about dieting and everything. But it's like the only real diet that works for you is one that you'll stick to. Yeah. And that's it. Everybody's a little bit different on mm. it. And, you know, I've been doing the, I'm vegan now, you know. <laughs> I say it so proudly. I'm vegan now. <laughs> it's good. I've been vegan since October 14th, 2019, <laughs> eating a plant-based diet. <laughs> but, but. Murders. 
all you meat murderers can go to hell. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I, I feel better about it, and it makes me in a lot of ways. And I just don't think it's necessary for me at this, you know, because you get this idea of eating meat as as you're growing up is like this like masculinity thing. But like, what is really masculine about having somebody in a factory murder your meat? Have it nicely packaged and cleaned in a fucking factory far away, shipped in a truck, and then sold to you. You're, there's nothing masculine about that. Like, go out and fucking shoot something and eat it. That's fucking. Well, you want to get some real testosterone and real masculinity? You go hunting. Like, and me personally, I'm like not really a good spot. I like I'd like to hunt, hmm. and I have in the past. Hmm. I just I don't know. It's it's like. Once you have so many hobbies and stuff, it's like yeah. No, I don't like to go, go half-ass into stuff. You know what I mean? Like if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it right. Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna go half-ass hunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just be like, uh, so wait, I gotta get up at four o'clock. Oh, uh, how about six? Is that better? I can go at eight? night though. Oh no. well. <laughs> I don't know. You gotta like. I don't know. You gotta like dedicate yourself to it now. You know, if I had a place out in the, it would be ideal is if you have property that you live on mm -hmm. that you can hunt on your property. But yeah, unfortunately, I, you see my house when you pulled in here, Mike. I live in suburbia. <laughs> it is a dirt road it when you pull in your own. It is not like very and, suburban. And your neighbors across the street are overcharging. They are overcharging <laughs> for their house. But, um, yeah, anyways, you know, so. It's like, what, where's the masculinity in that? You know. Well, the I think now what they're what what's masculine about it is being able to go and afford a nice piece of steak. I think the the status <clears throat> of being able to afford a, a a nice cut of meat is now where the masculinity oh, has so gone. It's more like I'm a provider. It's a monetary. Yeah, yeah. Masculinity is gauged on money now. Oh, so it's like <laughs> maybe I threw twenty seven dollars out on this steak, which is probably a cheap steak. Like in my that seems like a lot to me. Though, but some people probably well, spend is. like sixty to hundred dollars, and then even like or more, more ridiculous, they yeah, get those thousands, thousands on those weird yeah. steaks, yeah. gold it, flaked steaks. Yeah, I need a gold flake. And the fucking gold flakes don't taste good. It's not like they add flavor to it. You're just eating gold. It, you just, it's just literally a status thing. I'm eating this gold. All right, that, Mike, that's gonna be the first single off of the eating gold, the, the hip hop. Uh, Retro funk uh, album we're gonna record. It's gonna be called Gold Flake Steak. <laughs> Gold Flake Steak. Gold Flake Steak. Right. It, if this is going in the podcast for me to go back and remember when I forget you know, it's this. Gold, and... Gold Flake Steak. <laughs> That's fucking grilled, not baked. Gold Flake Steak. Motherfucking grilled, not baked. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bring it in if it's fake. So I heard that you released an album. I did. I did release an album. You, you were just telling me how much work that you went to capture it. And <laughs> well, honestly, let's. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. You know. You, spoiler alert about. You, I mean, you don't have to be honest on this. Thing. I. Uh, <laughs> you can lie. You know. So I did the. Uh, it was up and amped. Um, Songwriter showcase, Mr. Paluski. Yeah, with Jake Paluski. Shout out to Jake Paluski. Uh, He's been on the show. Real JP. That's R E E L JP uh, on the internet. He does. Uh, first off, Jake's a very talented individual, uh, amazing vocalist and um, pianist and musician all around. But he also does uh, photography, videography, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Hustler. So, but anyways, so he put this on in Perrysburg at the uh, Suburban Bottle, which is a cool little swanky joint in uh, Perrysburg. They got a, like a it's a wine bar, 
you know they have like wine and cheese and stuff and mm-hmm. it was pretty cool you know went and set up and i just um um straight up soundboard you know soundboard recording out of his and it was all original so i was like afterwards i was like i ah, will listen to it and see if i fuck any of my songs up too bad <laughs> you know because I, I mean i practice pretty decent for it, but and also something i want to add because I, I i keep sidebarring him i i threw my back out oh the, the two days before prior so it was like you know how like the day after you throw your back out like isn't it's, that bad, but yeah. then that next, next day, day it's like stiff as fuck. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, Jake got video of the entire thing. I just put a, a video out on uh, Facebook, and it's on my website too. Uh, Michael have the link in the in the show, show notes. notes. It's just JasonTylerBlack.com. Pretty easy to remember, but uh, I'm like sitting there. And just I want I want you to know, I wanted you to know that Mike you know if you ever see that video I'm like sitting there like and then in between songs like my water was like on the ground and I'm like <laughs> there's nothing like a repetitive motion to fucking just make your thrown out back just the worst fucking possible thing. But yeah, you know, so I, the performance wasn't too bad. Uh, no, it's good. It, you know, it was, I I do I, I I was just like, why did he leave? Okay, I'm gonna try not to mess this song up. Like, why would you leave that in there, you asshole? I just, because that's who I am, you know? I know. <laughs> you know, I, like, there was a couple things at the beginning of songs where I could have very easily omitted them. Or even changed, swapped it out with other things. Yeah. If but, you wanted. But I didn't want to. I was like, you know what? Hey, this you know is what? Live. I kept, this is what happened. I kept Dave's piss break in there. I was going to edit it out, and I was like, you know what? I like it. I'm hoping that Dave did, because <laughs> I'm hoping that Dave didn't listen to it and was like, oh, this asshole, because I sent it to him this morning, he hasn't responded yet, so I'm just taking that as that he hates it, and he hates me, so. Mm. Um. <laughs> if you don't know what Mike's talking about, he's talking about his Dave Katz uh, yeah, well, the, he fucking, okay, podcast Anyways, just dropped back. today, but today. it's not going to be today when no. this airs, so this is, we should this go back and listen to it. This will be a few weeks ago. This will be two episodes good, ago. But I haven't listened to it, but I'm sure it's amazing. It's a three-hour one. Oh, you just went before. You're like, I drove all the way to Cleveland here. He was very generous. I bet he's a generous lover. (laughs) The way that his deep blue eyes looked into my soul, I'm not even joking. Like he, the way he looked at me and the He's way he a super listened, cool guy. I've talked to him a the, few times. He shows looked and like stuff. he He's... was so intently listening to everything I had to say. Like he really wanted to hear it and absorb it. Mm. That's how I felt in the presence of. Dick I Cass. wish I could. I wish I could do that, but I don't. I, I feel so awkward staring at people in the face. Now you said you've been going to this improv classes. Right, oh Mike? my god! So wait, wait. I know. Okay, so no. we'll get back to my album. <laughs> I recorded this live show, but Mike, just real quick, I want to talk about. It's available now on all streaming platforms. All streaming platforms. Jason J- Black live at. Um, the suburban bo- live at suburban bottle, Jason Tyler Black. But uh, anyway, how about we do this before we talk about improv? Let's listen to a song off the album, and okay. then we'll come right back. What songs should we play? Actually, you know what? I don't, I'm going to pick the song this time. What's okay. the one where you're talking about? Um, uh, what's it called? It's the one where uh, Snapchat. Oh, no back. filter. No filter. No filter. Do you mind? Yeah, it's a great you song. Do mind? That's no, yeah, no. I I do want you to play that okay. song. That's a great song. We're gonna listen to No Filter. We'll be right back and we'll talk about me. <laughs> this is one of my newer songs that I wrote. This uh, song's called No Filter. Let's see if I can let's see if I can mess this song up for you. C 
Seems to me that the world has changed And the way that with you it is a bit deranged YouTube, Fox News, CNN, fake news Venmo, I pay, Uber, hey, I'll pay Snapchat, your cat, Facebook, Lifehack Spotify, oh my, iTunes, I'll try We are the product when convenience is free Paid with your information, your identity Naps that'll track your location no matter where you're at And there are people all around the world who think the earth is flat Snowflakes, cupcakes, tsunamis and earthquakes Selfies, bitch, please, auto pay of fees Anti-vax, carbon tax, Fortnite and fat stacks Netflix, side chicks, Amazon dick pics And we are the product when convenience is free and Paid with your information, your identity Naps that'll track your location no matter where you're at And there are people all around the world who think the earth is flat Seems to me that the times have changed And the way that with you it is a bit deranged Social media, Wikipedia, free to you iPhone, Galaxy, privacy, a fallacy Pornhub, StubHub, Tinder to find love Safe space, your face, still got my MySpace We are the product when convenience is free Paid with your information, your identity Naps that'll track your location no matter where you're at And there are people all around the world who think the earth is flat Thank you so much. So let's, let's talk about No Filter. So tell me about that song, because that's a song that Green Acres plays once in a while. And once in a great can, while. Can I, just, can I just say that I enjoyed that song better as a listener than a participant? And not that I didn't like the song, yeah. but I really like, because it's one of those songs where it makes, it forces me to listen to lyrics because... I'm so fucking ADHD that like I don't listen to lyrics very often. I just they just become part of the melody yeah, of the the background music. So listening to it as a as a listener and not as a participant and and actually being able because the way you craft the song, 
it makes you want to listen to everything you're saying because you don't want to miss it because you have so many different sort of interplays with words and how how uh, different uh, you know companies and shit kind of you work right. the names in and that's Please. what I that's what I wanted to you know with this song like the whole the whole vision for no filter was you know like first off like. You know this, you know the society that we're living. It's so fucking weird. Like we've all got these James Bond devices in our fucking pockets, and I'm holding up my phone right now. You know, yeah. and um, it's like, who would have known that this is what the future was? Because the future right now is like all these fucking apps on your phones and social media, and you know, like this instant news and this fake news that's fucking getting spread around on all media outlets. It's right. like. It's really fucking disgusting what's going on right now, man. It's so fucking disgusting, and, and money is paving the way, like, these different money interests. But, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> what the real... When you're giving all your stuff away with this, it's, it's just your, our information at this point is what's worth, you know, when, when, when you're using these free apps, when I'm using these free apps that I use, you know, all the information that's being stored is... Uh, you know, going into databases and being sold so that they can sell you things better, you know, to make advertisements better. And who knows whatever, what else the fuck all the information is getting sold to. I, you know, you, you know, all that shit that Google has on me, like... Well, that information is actually just very, is very attainable, too. Mm -hmm. All that, I mean, like, if you have money, they'll just sell it. I mean, that's what they're doing. They're selling yeah, your information. Oh, you want some info? We got it. Yeah, we got all your information. That's what's, that's why everything's free. But, uh, right. you know, like, and then, you know... I, did, I honestly just wanted to write something too that's very very current with uh, you know all these apps that we're using and then that are have like all these like buzzwords in them you know like Facebook Snapchat your cat you know mm -hmm. you know Hashtag. Spotify oh my mm -hmm. iTunes I'll try <laughs> you know but then at the, I really wanted to throw in something about uh, the flat earthers too because you know how yeah. i fucking despise the fucking flat earthers out there and i think that the idea that there's fucking flat earthers out there is the proof that the fucking society and education is fucking culminated to the point where any dumb motherfucker will believe some stupid shit with a youtube video that's that's what i really think about yeah, it. excuse we, my language on that for if i'm offending any flat earthers you, out there you fucking you open the show with like when you're fucking whores and you're <laughs> sticking your dick in the whore pussies like you get hiv <laughs> and die <laughs> shit i'm sorry i even interjected. explicit explicit lyrics Explicit what, lyrics. What were we just Warning. saying? Oh, flat earthers. Flat earthers. So well, you know the, that last line in the chorus right. that people all around the, the world, world who think the earth, earth is, is flat. flat. That that's such a great line. It, it, <laughs> you're right. It is such a like. It's it's a clear sign that we are degenerating, or at least we're getting to a point where we just don't know how to handle this much information. It's so much info, and you it's true. I mean? Like you don't. We we're getting to a point where our human brains aren't able to fucking wrap our heads around the amount of instantaneous information that's just fucking in your fucking pocket. Mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't think that I don't think and this is a popular idea that our brains aren't just ready for this whole thing, you know, like the, we're not ready for know. this kind of this growth. Well, I mean, the the evidence is how we act as fucking anonymous people, fucking in your home, fucking writing horrible things about somebody you don't even know. You don't even know. And, and you know you're wishing their kids die and shit. You know, like it's like all these horrible things, and and, and people believing that flat Earth, and then people wanting to fight you, and it, then it leading to real world like murder and shit. You know, like ah, so <laughs> fucked up, man. Nuts. Social media is uh, it's a, a great thing.
it's been a great thing for artists. I think. Yeah. You know, because it's been, it's been, it, there's been good and bad things. But at it. the same time, it's been fucking terrible as well because, yeah. I, it, I don't know, it's it's really weird because you know b- back when you probably and, and I started playing music, there really wasn't like, you know. You couldn't. There was like message boards and stuff. Probably right. like you know. I'm thinking like 98, 99, right. AOL. You're yeah. you do an instant messenger. But you didn't really like do the majority of your promotions by like. No, you the still internet. went and flyered. Yeah, yeah. You went to fucking Kinkos, yeah. and you fucking are made you, some copies. You, you cut ran them out shits. All your parents ink. Like, yeah. Fuck you, parents. <laughs> <laughs> like run it all up. All the all the color ink. Yeah. You, you know. Up all the color ink. To I'm print shitty. six posters. <laughs> But you know, you went out and you handed flyers out and you talked to people mm. and stuff and which is something I was never really that good at. But when I was younger, I, I don't know, I, I had a lot more friends, I think, than I do now. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't just like to just go out and hang, hang. anymore, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. I'm a family man, you know. Right. No, I'm supposed to go hang on Saturday and Adrian was my friends and I got it cleared by the boss. She said it was fine. Mm. And then yesterday we're sitting there going over schedules and all of a sudden it's not fine. And she forgot that she okayed it. And so I don't, and this is the one time that I'm like gonna go and hang. The problem is that I get to go on like amazing adventures with my friends, anyways. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like she's just like, I don't feel bad for you. You get to go on like amazing adventures with your friends around the country and the world and shit. So, fuck you. Yeah, you do. I get to like go to Hawaii every once in a while. I get to do cool things, and she's like totally about it and she's supportive. And so that's where you got. But you ain't I hang out with these motherfuckers and Adrian, all right? <laughs> these are like deep friends. Like oh, these are like you. deep rooted friends. Like I live with these guys in San Diego. You know what I mean? Like these <clears> are like people from here that oh. migrated west, and I lived with them. Norm is on my arm. I'm gonna hang out with the Norm Storm that is on my arm. This is deep rooted friends. I'm saying. Right, I got it. And so like I don't really get to hang out with a lot of people, and not not because I couldn't. But if it's just I, I'm too busy and like I really don't have the drive to go out and just sit and just watch people yeah. get drunk or something. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a, you know I got shit to do. I got I too got many. Do. I get too many like things going on mm. usually where I'm like, I mean I do like to try to make time to hang out with people that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, no, no, that, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. That I'm making time for my like really good good friends that I don't get to see a lot. You know, like I don't get to see them very often. So where were we talking about? We're talking about no filter, and we're oh, talking yeah, about yeah, how, yeah. like, passing out flyers and shit. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. What a different time to be alive. Like, you know, like now you create Facebook events, and then like really all the Facebook event calendar is is for a way for bands to like keep all their shit in order and know what it's they're gonna so do. It's so helpful because I'm always wrong on my calendar. It's like when you're gigging all around town like regularly, it's hard to like push multiple events because like facebook has algorithms that if you send the invites to people and people don't accept the invites if they have you have so much of a percentage of people not accepting invites it'll like start blocking you from sending invites and shit mm-hmm. it's, it's really weird man like yeah. remember when facebook was free facebook used to be pretty good before like yeah they went fucking public or yeah. whatever and started cool. selling that everything to Whoever, yeah, whoever, Barack Obama or whoever it was. <laughs> Barack Obama. Whoever was that wanted our information Fucking first. Obama sold our information to Googles. <clears throat> so, yeah, it, it is a weird time, but it's a cool fucking time to be alive. I, yeah. I, I, I honestly, like, I'm, I'm kind of finding my groove with social media if I can only find the time to keep growing it. But I'm finding my groove on, like, how to, you know, use my Instagram and how to mm. use my YouTube 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm finding these grooves and like, cause that's, that's really what it is, is like, you kind of have to find like what works for you. And then you kind of got to drill in on that. And once you get to a certain level, you can kind of start expanding and doing whatever you want. <coughs> yeah. I mean, but that model's probably already out the window because uh, I mean, you, uh, it like, seems like the algorithms change. Like it seems, you know, oh, if you follow your out trends outreach and, and stuff, like, you know, like what I found is like when you post stuff and you, and you even talk about like other popular websites like mm -hmm. if you post something and you're like hey guys you know check out my new youtube video this isn't it but yeah but but I, you write the word youtube and they're like, oh, oh shit you're trying to because they don't want you to go mm -hmm. to another website they want you to put all your content onto facebook you know but then even when you upload stuff to your personal page your friends still don't see it like i don't know it's a you know if you I guess if you don't interact with people who are your facebook friends they don't see shit but right. i just wish i could set my news feed like i used to be able to where everything was in just chronological order yeah like because like okay this guy commented on this so it like gets bumped to the top or whatever right. you know like this is happening now cuz i always end up seeing like shit that happened like four days ago, they're like, "Hey, come see my band play tonight." And I'm like, "Tonight?" It's like Wednesday. Then I look and it's like, "Oh, this shit was posted last Friday yeah. or Saturday." And I'm just yeah. seeing this shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like what good is it then? You know, like so. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's it's really weird algorithms. I was doing really good with my Instagram there, like outreach for a while, but then like, I don't. Know, I did something like where I like set it to public, mm. and when I set it to public. And then I tried setting it back, and I just didn't get the same outreach once I set it to public. And then I'm still public now, but it's like... Well, yeah, they want you to pay for ads and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, I guess it's all, you know, it's all my, well, capitalism. And there's a lot of people who are mad about... Um, because these Instagram, um, these Instagram uh, influencers aren't... Because they were... They took off the numbers because they were saying... They said it was because... You, the view numbers and the like numbers. Yeah, I noticed that. They took it off because they were saying they didn't want to inspire people's sadness because they didn't get too many likes. Hmm. But the reality of it is, is that th th it's messing with the influencers because they can't, you know, they can't show their numbers. So like mm. when people are coming to check their their um, their metrics when they're looking for a sponsorship or whatever they're looking for, people yeah. go in, look through your metrics, and, and it, so it kind of makes it harder for them to sort of, without having ads, to get their stuff out there. Mm -hmm. That's what I understood, but that's a really broad and shitty explanation. I get it now, so now there's no proof for them now. Right, that, but, but that I, don't, I don't know. Their Instagram dick is really big. Yeah. And like, I, have you seen the size of my Instagram dick? It's like, fucking not It's so big. Did you see how many likes I got on the picture of my ass? <laughs> Which... I mean, it's let's God just be honest. You. Like, at this point in this day and age, you can just get famous just as a girl with, with an ass, with like a beautiful ass. And, beautiful and ass. you know what? God bless them. God bless them. God bless those asses. God bless them. They keep they, <laughs> those asses keep me awake at night. <laughs> you know, this is the world we live in. No filter. <laughs> no filter. Um, you were asking me about the the, not the. Diverted to me, but I do. I am. I do want to talk about the improv thing because I've got. Yeah, out. yeah. So we were talking about looking at D Dave Katz in his beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> receiving him. And you were receiving Dave Katz like like a teenage. Uh, no, but but the, it's not even about Dave Katz. Uh, 
Well, you know, and the reason why I wanted to talk to you about Dave Katz too, even because you're one of the only other people that I know that like appreciates it. You know yeah, Because I, mean? yeah, yeah. I don't know a whole lot. Like, none of my <laughs> San Diego friends know who the fuck. Like, who the fuck Acoustic, are you talking about? Yeah, no one cares about Acoustic Huga outside like this little region. You First know? off, I just want to talk about. You know, I was listening to your podcast with. Uh, Oh, you know, you were talking about making the announcement that Dave Katz was uh, coming onto your show. Yeah. And uh, I didn't listen to all the music of it, but uh, which I'll, I might go back and listen to. But I listened to your intro, <laughs> and you, and you talked about that the little interaction we had that oh night. My God. The night that. Uh, yeah. Dave Katz emailed you and you sent me the screenshot. I was just like, oh <laughs> my God. In. And I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, he wants you to take that shit down. Yeah. Take that shit down. <laughs> oh, you said some dumb shit. Yeah. That's a- Did that say dumb shit? And I was thinking about it. Then I started thinking about it. I was like, well, he didn't really say anything that bad. Like, no. You, there wasn't any like dec- an incriminatory anything. And no. I was like, I was like, well, I mean, best case scenario, he wants to come right. on your show. And exactly. then, and boom, he did. He, he, did. he did come on the show. But I did feed your. Uh, you fed my anxiety. Exactly a bit. what you were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Because it, palms are sweaty, mom's spaghetti. It's never, it's never <laughs> like, oh, this, this should, this will be cool, you know. It's oh, for me, it's always like this is the worst case scenario, <laughs> you know, like, like. <laughs> well, I, yeah, you, if, as long as that's what you're, it, no matter what, if it doesn't happen to that, you're like. When you expect the worst and you get something better, you, you set that worst. bar nice and low. <laughs> that way, when like you just step over it a little bit, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Right, that wasn't so bad at all. And at the end of the day, <laughs> you feel better about yourself. Uh, no, that it was very, it was a very fucked up situation, and I ended up telling Dave that story at the end of the podcast, like not at the, it, it was off mic. Oh, okay. Which I wanted to tell it to him on mic because for whatever reason I have this compulsion to just be way too over honest with yeah, people, yeah. and it's, it's not- like you're confessing. This is the, your podcast is your yeah. co- the confession of your sins. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big fan, Mike. I mean, I listen to your podcast more than I listen to anybody else's podcast. Oh, I appreciate you know? it, Jason. I, if you had a podcast, I'd listen to your podcast. I've thought about it. I mean, I'm, I just come on yours all the time. There you go. <laughs> this is like my fourth time on your podcast. You're welcome anytime, Jason. You're, you're definitely part of. I just the like fam. to. I like to hang out in my basement and talk. You know, <laughs> in Castle Black and ca- here at Castle Black. Uh, no, but uh, you know, he's just a very receptive guy. He's a very, um, you know, he's not intense or anything. He's just very. He can be intense, but he just he's just very just. You know, like he wants to hear what you had to say. You know, yeah. like he's just, and and he even says he's like, you know, I'm loyal to not like a dog, but like if I do business with you, and and you know, and we do business, and everything's fine, and you know, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm, I'm gonna go with what yeah, I know. That makes sense. He's also he's also taking credit for. <laughs> he's, uh, I'm not trying to make him sound like an asshole, but he's kind of he's kind of taking credit for like these the way festivals are done now. Because if you think about it, Hookerville was something original. For the Midwest. For yeah. Midwest, it was very original. You never had a band who was a regional success bring in these huge bands mm-hmm. for uh, and 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 the, oh, I'm, big, I mean, there's so many great national acts went through Hookerville's. Yeah. Like, and, and he said it was because before it all, like Bonnaroo and Coachella, you could get these older acts for for damn near nothing. You know, you could yeah. get war for a, affordable a price. Yeah, and then they could charge you know fifty bucks at the door, thirty five dollars at the door, which he said was kind of a mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what it wasn't really because it really did. He attributes a lot of their success, you know, uh, to Hookahvilles. I mean, they, let's let's be honest. In the Midwest, yeah. Hookahville set a bar. Through the Ohio area, I mean, people came from all over the oh, fucking yeah. Midwest. I Oregon, mean, so I was more part of Oregon. like, um, 
you know, the Rainbow family or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Which the, all intermingle. They right? all intermingle, yeah. you know. The, so there's a lot of the Rainbow kids. So I didn't go to, like, to a lot of the paid festivals, cause, mm-hmm. you know. Cause I went to a couple music shows and stuff, but I never really went to a lot of the paid festivals. I went to Hookahville's. Right. But, uh, you know, we'd always just go camp in the woods with the Rainbow family or mm-hmm. whatever, and it was just a, a big acoustic music festival, basically. You just wandered around with your instruments and right. well, as a musician and found people to play with and yeah. tried to eat food in the woods somewhere, you know? I was like, <laughs> God, where's the food? Oh, the Hare Krishnas are serving food down here. Well, what about Jerusalem camp? Oh, they always got good food. <laughs> Let's just, like, wander from site to site with our bowl and eat, eat all their food and then go play music at, a, at their fires for a little bit. Yeah. But, uh... This is a fair trade. But, yeah, you know, a lot of kids talked about the old Hookahvilles mm-hmm. and, uh, and also, uh, uh, you know, the Ledges stuff, like Water yeah. Band and, uh... Like they they were a pretty big band back in the day as well. Oh, like Water, Water Band, band. yeah, uh, John Welton, uh, and uh, uh, Dreadlock Dave, and uh, you know I don't know what the original lineup was, but uh, my friend Ryan Matiska ended up playing in Water Does Band. Dreadlock Dave have a reggae band now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's him. I, he's out in Cleveland though. Oh, was that? Did we play with them at the? No, no, okay, that, was, that wasn't. That was like Dan or something. Oh yeah, just <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, they like you know I'd hear about these festivals going on at like Nelson Ledges mm-hmm. and you know these like oh you know it was cool we all got into a big spiral and did a hug and <laughs> the energy like oh you know and I was like oh that sounds pretty cool you know but how much yeah. did you pay to get in like nah I'm not gonna do that can you sneak in like and yeah. I never I honestly Mike I, I heard you confess your uh, hookah sins. To, uh, Dude, I do way to more Ed. than Dave too. It's so sad. It's so it's sad. It's like it's it's like like Dave is the the uh, what is the, the Catholic the priest. Yeah. And, and you're like in the confession, like you're like, all right, here we go. I'm gonna tell you everything that I did that might have costed you a little bit of money at some point. <laughs> Dave asked for the money. He was like, he's like, well, you owe me some money now. And I even like went so far as to confess that I left um after 2.0, like I was like, yeah, I was like one of the assholes who was like, well, I'm not watching the, I'm not yeah. watching them, I'm leaving. I never snuck into, uh, I never, okay, I never successfully <laughs> snuck into a festival or concert. Hmm. So that I should probably tell the story. Like, well, what? Yeah. I I tried to sneak into one concert. It was out west. It was uh, Bob Dylan and Phil uh, Phil and friends. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And it was somewhere over like by Portland somewhere. Yeah. And like all my friends fucking snuck in so easy. They just like like the gate opened up and they just like walked in like they owned the place and like they didn't have to run. Like <laughs> my fucking dumbass, like I'm like just like oh like all anxious. Yeah. I fucking I ended up hopping the fucking gate and and then like they're like the one guy looks at me, he's like, Nope, nope. they got you, dude. I see him right now. And I fucking take off Bolton thinking I'm gonna get into yeah. the crowd and take my shirt off and yeah. that he's not gonna recognize this big redheaded dude in the fucking <laughs> and they fucking grabbed me and they fucking hauled me up. They like I don't know. It was very embarrassing, like Yeah, it is. But I, it was really weird though. I ended up seeing as they were hauling me out this uh this girl who picked me up my first time hitchhiking out of California, out of Arcata, California, um, she was there. Like she's like, "Oh my God, Black!" I'm like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm getting walked out of this concert now." <laughs> she's like, and she just like came with me and like hung out with me, like and Aww. chatted chatted me up while. Uh, I love that. That's what I loved about that community. Yeah, was that you could be on, you could like become best friends with somebody on the West Coast and then lose <laughs> touch with them forever, and then all of a sudden be like. There hey. you are on the uh, opposite side of the country. You're like, hey, hey it's you. Oh, my 
it's, it's always like you're really high on like some kind of hallucinogen. You both are just like I was way pissed. too happy. Oh. <laughs> I was pissed. I just got fucking busted. My friends were all in this the Having concert. a good time. So, like, I ended up having to go, like, hang out in this part in the parking lot where you could, like, sit up on this dirt hill and mm-hmm. watch the concert from, like, a little ways yeah. away. Like, I don't know. If, did you ever go to Seattle? Yeah. You know how you could, like, hang out in the park and then watch, like, concerts down at the the gorge or whatever that shit is down there? Um, like, out in the middle of, like, Seattle? Yeah. I've uh, I've never. It's like been a really to... popular venue, like the Gorge or something. I the Gorge is in George Washington, which is outside Seattle. Like it's more inland, but uh, whatever it is, but there's but there is a venue down in downtown or yeah, know. it's like you can see it from downtown. Out I, I've in the never water. I've never I've never been there. Like that. <laughs> but anyways, like sat there and watched it and waited for my friends to get out. But yeah, that was the only time I I attempted to sneak into a concert and um, you got caught and I got caught, so I just never did that again. <laughs> We uh, <laughs> the one time I got caught was at the Chicago Theater seeing Phil Esh. Yeah. Um, and interesting. Good security at Phil shows. <laughs> Listen, Phil's very no, smart when it, it comes bad. to security. It was oh. actually bad. It was before the scanny thing. So uh, someone gave us. They just like he. These are yesterday's tickets, but you could try it. The girl I'm dating at the time, she fucking goes in and I'm kind of drunk already off some moonshine, some hippie fucking head uh, you know, on the street corner because, you know, they just set yeah, up yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Uh, you know how those things work. Um, and people selling beers right out of yeah. their coolers. Do not give Heavy a fuck. beers. It's, like, it's a grid cheese dollar. It's only a buck. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> the <laughs> fucking hippie. Um, it's I, really not that mu- good for a price for a grilled cheese. Like, no, it's not. You paid like a penny for your materials. Yeah. <laughs> um, the I so my girlfriend at the time, she puts down her ticket. They just take it and let her right in. Oh no, I go first. I go first, and like she's like just hand it to him, act like nothing's oh cool. Everything's so cool. What was, was it a bunk ticket? No, it was just the ticket from the night before. Oh, so okay. I hand them the ticket. She rips it, and I don't even wait for reaction. I just run, and I'm drunk, kind of, you know. So like, oh. I'm just like, I'm in, you know. It's like go, and they fucking take off after me, and I'm just trying to get into the crowd. And like, right when I'm about to beeline in the crowd, this big motherfucker just grabs me, like, Ooh. nope, not today. No, and and my girl ended up getting in, and she was just fine. She was like, if you would have just walked in, you would have been just fucking fine. So it's your own dumbass fault. Oh yeah, totally. And I was drunk. I mean, I never made good decisions when I was drunk. And then I ate like shrooms with this like hippie girl, and then, so the girl I went oh, in with the parking lot or something. Yeah, the girl <clears throat> I like, yeah, I went with. We weren't dating. She was actually with some other guy who lived in Hartford. Some uh, other fucking, some fucking other hippie fucking deadhead. Some crusty, crusty hippie. He was crusty. He had herp- hepatitis and like. Which one, A, B, or C? The one you get with Sharon Needles. So C. That's C. the worst one, right? That's I'm pretty sure that's the worst one. Yeah. So he fucking he um. Yeah, he was gross, and I was just like, why the fuck is this woman, you know, and she was, like, fucking me and shit, but, like, she never wanted to be like, you know, we're not together, and she was like, I'm with Patrick, and <laughs> and it was it was shitty for a long time, but, so, like, I'm high on mushrooms and drunk, and she gets out, and I'm, like, crying in the car on the way home, and she's just looking at me like, oh, like, because she wasn't, like, even trying to, like, start a relationship. She, was like, just, she just had a great time, and yeah, you were just, just killing to... her vibe, like, yes. Like if you you you're just like killing my vibe right and, now. Well, I was like, like they so totally went into sugary, <laughs> which is my jam. You know it's my jam. 
You know that I need That's at least two days of decompression. Like they were in sugary, and then boom, scarlet begonias. <laughs> oh my god, it was insane. The yeah, the ride home was just fucked up. She ended mm. up eating shrooms too, so she's like trying to drive. I'm like crying and professing my love to her, and and I'm still fat kid. So this girl who was like who who's like a fine ass hippie girl, which I it's had just, no. She's be- dealing with you. She's dealing with me, and and then she. Well, she's letting you hit it though. Well, we got smashing. We got smash. I mean, come well, on. she ended up being my girlfriend. You oh, know, she okay. ended up breaking it off with homeboy, and like we ended up going on tour together with the dead. Uh. I did a West Coast leg, but she, you know she fucking. But I things got gross. It got bad. Yeah, man. It got bad. But I don't know. So I don't know. How did we get here? We talk about sneaking into the shows, and this is your uh, Phil and friends. Oh, this is my Phil and friends. You got busted. Drunk Mike got busted going into Phil and friends. So many, so many drunk Mike moments. In Chicago. Let's listen to another song. All right. uh, Let's listen to. uh, Let's listen to the song. uh, Different directions. In these thoughts come straight Riding to my mental state like destiny or fate I sit and contemplate the coming of our being Through this evolution, the mass majority So clouded with confusion The Babylon game wears a shroud of illusion You may ask then, what's the solution? The ball is rolling in this conscious revolution And the power's not the money, man The power's in the people Love and hate manifest into all things good or evil Now I'll come a swooping with the spiritual retrieval These thoughts not lost, just chilling, waiting to be found Some are real simple, some a little more profound Realms of consciousness are endless and abound Different directions with multiple reflections Sectioned into sections Connected by connections How something so close can seem so far away yeah. In a luminous light lighting up the way So tell me, to what cost has our innocence been lost? Some memories are faded, some happy and elated And these feelings slowly jaded by emotion that has faded What brings us close together can drive us far apart I'm confused at the beginning, so heading back to the start the beginning is the end, as the end is the beginning The circle is a spinning in these lives that we are living and giving A chance that you can't take and breathing A breath that you can't break and dancing A dance that you can't fake Different directions Multiple reflections Sectioned into sections Connected by connections How something so close can seem so far away yeah. In a luminous light lighting up the way And these thoughts come straight Right into my mental state like destiny or fate I sit and contemplate the coming of our being Through this evolution, the mass majority So clouded with confusion The Babylon game wears a shroud of illusion You may ask then, what's the solution? The ball is rolling in this conscious revolution And we're back Okay, so tell, <clears throat> tell me about Different Directions So really, like, you know Songwriting and the, the way that I've written songs Over the course of years has changed uh, Quite a bit, like And, um you know, first off, different directions is you know on the album, and for some reason it is labeled as explicit content. I did not 
post it to be labeled as explicit content, but there's a lot of words in in it. Mm. It's very wordy. It's kind of you know rap. Yeah, it's flowy, another one but of your like, but with singing in it and stuff. But there's no dirty words in it whatsoever. But <laughs> I used to like, you know, when I first started writing songs. Um, it was hard for me to tell a story, mm. you know, I could, I could like, everything was like metaphysical and like, you know, so I, the first song on the album, Baby Dragon, uh, I mean, you don't know what the hell I'm talking about if I'm, I'm not, if you hear, hear it, you know, it was like, I wrote it at a time of heartbreak, you know, I was just, got to, had this breakup with this girl and, <clears throat> and I don't think I was so much upset at her or like, our, like me loving her or whatever. It was more just like upset at like really... You know, I, I didn't like the idea of, like, being with a bunch of different people and, you know, coming out of that that was mindset. She was, you know? she was polyamorous? Well, yeah, she uh, definitely was polyamoring all over the place <laughs> while we were amoring, and I didn't know it. Oh. She was definitely polyamoring. Oh. <laughs> she was polyamoring. You were, she was polyamorous. You were just amoring. I was, trying, I was monogamous, you know, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I was just, like, looking for, you know... That person, you know, mm. who I eventually found in my beautiful, lovely wife, Abigail, that I'm married to. Um, and uh, but, you know, that was what that song was about. But the words don't really express, you know, like the story of, you know, this heartbreak. It's all kind of metaphoric and and, you know, going into different directions as well. Like there was really no, you know, rhyme or reason uh, well, there were plenty of rhymes in it, but there's really no reason like to, to writing it. Like I, I used to just put the pen to paper and uh, have like a rhythm in my head and then, you know, start getting the different cadence. And then, you know, I, I really enjoyed like, um, you know, the the hippie hop or whatever they used to call it, like the conscious rap. Like mm -hmm. there, there's some really good rap out there, you know, like, um, you know, like Black Alicious is one that comes to mind. And, you know, KRS-One, Black, you know, like, where it's like, you know, we're talking about like, Real stuff here, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, yeah, they're not just talking about bitches, hoes, selling right? Crack. We're talking about consciousness and you know, like this metaphysical shit and you know, some deep spiritual shit. And there's there's some good rap out there, you know. So, you know, I kind of wrote different directions when I was kind of in heavy into that phase. And the same with uh, the song right after Different Directions on the album, uh, Cataclysmic, they both come from the exact same time frame, I guess, of my songwriting, where it was more word-based. Word like, basically, I'd write the... I'd get a little rhythm going on the guitar and just start rapping over it, really, like, making up words. And then I... Like, Cataclysmic, if you listen to it, there's a lot of fucking words in let's Cataclysmic. Oh, okay, let's listen to Cataclysmic. Father, only spirit, son, love. 
channels and streams I see reflections of trees and me free a fish in the sea of growth and oath I take as I break through my mind and find them still cannot hide behind walls they fall no matter how tall how wide we still cannot hide it shine in the line of fate release hate as a mental state contemplate a situation that you've been in with no losing or winning a thought that you were sinning but you love so strong Press release and bring heart to peace and creatively express what's on your chest. Yes, know you're blessed with life, compassion, passion, free will to heal or be healed. The field of perception, a connection is felt. Lay back and melt into forever. So clever creation. Yes, vibration fills the air. Be aware this love above, below, so flow with your river, pull your arrow from your quiver and shoot for your dreams. Flow with your river, pull your arrow from your quiver and shoot for your dreams. Now I won't need no prefabricated, elaborated lecture on morality, see, because in my cause they're now shadows of the sun shade from the trees I'm seeing what a bird sees freeze my senses in the essence of giving trials of living consequence for action act and reaction reap what you sow share what you know live what you show as a whole unfold find gold at heart and bark inner journey no worry you need to hurry sit back relax recall the facts of life like the birds and the bees the flowers and the trees the bloodline still flowing, the family be growing, and love certainly showing the face. Light up the space with a world of grace, embrace a feeling, earth space healing. Birds with words, not in herds, but flocks, perch upon the rocks of life, part with pain and strife. We press on through another, less honor, being, finding meaning through and through, to thine own self be true. Push through these tribulations, peel the seals of revelations. Stand firm, live strong, have faith, sing song, harmony, like one, five, three, I see the key, now seven, bring heaven to earth, fret no more, the war is done, the time has come, yes, we all are one. Ooh, flow with your river, pull your arrow from your quiver and shoot for your dreams. And flow with your river, pull your arrow from your quiver and shoot for your dreams. Oh, so yeah, like I was saying, it's a very wordy song, you know, um, and I never, like, until I, I, I wrote it verbally, mm. and then eventually wrote it down, you know what I mean? It was, right. 
one of those kind of things where I never really wrote it, but you, I wrote you, it down. Right, you've always eventually. committed it to memory. But, um, you know, so th- those two songs come from, like, that same time frame. And then, you know, I was trying to get out of the, the habit of writing songs that didn't tell a story. And, like, it was, it's, it's always been really kind of hard for me to you know, write those like storytelling type songs and, uh, or that, or that paint, you know, a very precise, precise and simple, vivid imagery of mm. what you're trying to express yeah, at the point. Yeah, as like, much as you can with very little and making it rhyme or whatever. Yeah, like say what you will about country music. I'm not a huge fan mm. by, by any means, but like that type of like storytelling, like, you know, I went down with my truck and did this thing and, you know, very, like, simple type thing. And I'm not saying that any of my songs are like that, but I wanted to be able to, like, make more sense yeah. <laughs> in my writing and not be so abstract. Right. You know, so a lot of the, my earlier songs, um, so, like, the first few on the album are a little bit more abstract, I think, than um, some of the later songs, you know. So, like, <clears throat> um, you know, we, we listened to No Filter, and that kind of is, is one of my newest songs. Um, that kind of tells that story, but there's uh, another song, real short one on the album called Hoodoo, um, where I wanted it to like, you know, some people are like, well, what inspired you to write this song? Well, that's the thing is like my method of writing has never been any one like concrete way of doing it. I've just kind of adapted to doing it in different ways because sometimes I'll have a melody in my head. You know, where it'll be like, dun, 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 and it'll, you know, with hoodoo, I had this idea, or I just had to put this string of words together. It was like, hoodoo, you do, voodoo. Mm. And originally it was, you're fucking with my juju, but I, I changed the words to, you're messing, you messing know, with my, with my juju. And I was like, dun, 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 dun. and I had this like old timey. Yeah. And, you know, so that's the song was born with lyrics before it was born with any type of, uh, uh, instrumentation yeah. so I, you know I, I pretty much wrote most all the song lyrically and then you know that's why it's, it's capoed it's one of them songs i have capoed because i when i wrote it i sang it in a certain key mm-hmm. so then like you know i just kind of moved the capo around till it made it sense it and you know i'm not like one of those guitar players that doesn't know what i'm playing i still know what i'm playing yeah what i'm playing with a the capo they're like yeah. oh you're cheating you're playing with a capo i'm like yeah but i understand what i'm doing right now. so i can explain it to you so that you can do it too like mm-hmm. so that's the difference like it's like i don't know capo four i'm playing a g chord <laughs> you know what i mean like well tell me what like actual notes you're playing please mm-hmm. you know but anyways like i figured out the key to it and then i wrote the i guess the you know the rhythm lick to it so then in that instance the music came after, after the lyrics, the lyrics yeah. and uh, the same with uh, the last song on the album, "The Climb," that was uh, the chorus was written before any music was put into it as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'd had the melody in mind. You know, I'm the letter and life is the time. You know, that's that uh, the idea. Can we listen to the, the the climb right now? Sure. We're pretty much gonna listen to this entire album, folks, on this because it's only like thirty minutes long in total, yeah. anyways. So. <laughs> so it's that. It's not that much, anyways. It's no, just a quick. I listened to it on my ride home from improv. Oh, <laughs> which we never talked about. Hold on. It's okay. No, no, no let's listen. Let's listen to the climb. Let's listen to the climb. Play this song. This song's called The Climb. Uh, there's a little story behind this song, so uh, <clears throat> see if I can get through this. So my late father, uh, I used to paint houses with him when I was when I was younger, and um, 
he'd always climb up the tall ladders and he'd look at me and he'd be like, I'm gonna do my father impression here, I guess. He'd say, listen, bud, if I fall off the ladder, don't try to catch me, it's my time to go. So uh, then he went on to tell me some weird story about how circus clowns would, with their ladders, they'd fall off. He's like, well, if you wanted to, you gotta come at it from the side. But like I said, bud, don't worry about it. But uh, <clears throat> it's a lyric in this song, and I, I wrote this song for my, uh, for my wife and children. Uh, so <clears throat> this song is called The Climb. <clears throat> Forever, wherever my 
back thanks mike for having me on your show again this is jason tyler black jason tyler follow me for all my shenanigans and everything but anyways <laughs> the climb uh you know so I, I tell the little story before my before on that track yeah. about my dad and what he'd say when he'd go up to the top of the ladder you know if all don't catch me bud it's my time to go or whatever but uh that's where the song started you know like the, if I fall, don't catch me, because yeah. it's my time. So that was written, <clears throat> the chorus pretty much was written before I put any music to it again. So then I ended up going back, and then that's why that's like a weird capo, too, because when I when I then put it to music, I had already had the whatever key I was singing in, yeah. and I just kind of had to <clears throat> find whatever key it was and then figure out the chord changes that made sense with it right <clears throat> and then the melody does change a little bit after the I'm like after i can't find the right chord maybe <laughs> no i i like i like singers <clears throat> that do that approach I, I see my wife doing that kind of because <clears throat> right now we're working on writing for one of her students we're writing kind of a, a whole album for her, and she's doing the majority of the writing i'm just sort of producing like a, a beat that she can sing over to give an example of what it should sound like whatever yeah so it's a uh, She'll be sitting there, and they'll send the lyrics over because it's her student is a, a lady in Spain, and her husband is he works he's pretty high up in the British Crown, like uh, he's a he's like like a, a CIA of the British Crown, but so he's a royal. He's a royal. No, he's a um, he's like in the personal guard for the Queen. So whatever, like the Secret Service version yes, is of for thank the Queen. You. Thank you. He's he's so they're very wealthy, but he has he likes to write lyrics. So yeah. he writes lyrics. She uh, and and they send it to us, and then they give us an idea. She she the lady her student gives us the idea of what she wants, like and how it should sound. Yeah. And then so she'll write, and the way that she's been writing, it's really cool. Like she has her little um, chromatic tuner. And she'll just hum out the melody to the tuner, get all the notes in the melody, and then go back and just match chords with them and that that fit in that melody. So it's it's really interesting to that watch her work. And I've done that in other ways. Like yeah, yeah. I'll do that with my <laughs> with my little um, the little character I like to do the you know pants optional character. Oh yeah. So I'll have a melody pants optional. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'll have a melody and then I'll start there and build my chords around it but I've never seen someone like sing to a phone and then go from there which I really thought was uh especially for her cuz she's kind of new to instrumentation uh the ukulele so she kind of she knows her chords enough to where she can kind of work around it and so it's cool like she's kind of like learning how to write other ways too. Yeah that is really cool. But um I like to have topics like so recently I, yeah. I you know I shared with you I did the uh 
that rap track for uh, <laughs> for Chill Neil. Chill Neil. You know, he's he, my friend Phil Buck. Like, shout out Phil Buck, Chill Neil, aka Juicy Mang. Juicy Mang. You gotta check out his YouTube channel if you get a chance. It's hilarious. There's some real hilarious content that he yeah, posts on there. Good. It's pretty good. You know, he, um, but uh, you know, he did his, that song. What's up, Mang? What's up, <laughs> so man? And you know, so he was, you know, put it the feelers out there. Does anybody want to try to lay sixteen out on this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, you know, you know, fuck it, I'll do it. So you know, I just sat down and whipped out the uh, some rap tracks. You know, what's well, just you know the diversity in songwriting that you know and adapting to different situations and being able to fill a spot into it. I think that's a, I think that's an important skill there. Mike, let's do. I a know it's optional. I can't even fucking do what I want to do. I, you know what my next one is? Let's do, let's let's remake pants optional. Well, no, I'd rather do and I'll do a one. whole I'll do a whole sixteen on pants optional though. But, It'll but, be the remix. The remake that right and re and recycle the content. Yeah, we'll recycle <laughs> the content. and It'll be well, the remix. I want to do one about grabbing boobs. So, sexual assault? No. It's oh. actually an ode to consent. An ode to consent. Yeah. I like this. Okay. Can it be like? Uh, all right. Here's here's I I. I okay, I'm this ready. is this is where I'm feeling. Okay. I'm feeling like R and B. Be like and be like ode to consent. You know, be like womp 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 womp, <laughs> and I'm really trying, baby. You know, to no. ask your permission. <laughs> to ask your permission. No, nah, it's uh, it's done. It's the song's done. Oh, okay. it's uh, well. I mean, I appreciate your input, but I mean, it's <laughs> along the same line as the re- the rest of the. Well, let me know if you weird. need a hot sixteen on. Well, it. I'm thinking about it now. I uh, because uh, <clears throat> is it supposed to be funny, right? Yeah. Then well, not, listen, uh, I'm your guy, Mike. It, it's you know, a, it's gonna be a little controversial, but it, the message is consent. It's like all what? I want to do is grab your boobs. If that's okay with you, if that's all right with you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> all I wanna do, all I wanna do is grab your boobs. <laughs> if that's all right with you, I like it. If that's all right with you, I mean, I'm already hearing the verse. I like, what I do. I mean, I'm, I'm coming in like, all I wanna do is grab a little titty and get litty. You and me. My little itty bitty. You know, I, like, I could I could actually see if you open it up, grab a little titty. That is a very a li- funny one. All I want to do is grab a little titty. <laughs> you know, grab a little titty. Then I'm like just saying, it. you send me over these stems, okay, Mike. Okay. Look, when you, I you have the over, chance to actually sit down and make my own ridiculous music, <laughs> just send me the beat. Just send me like 16 send, bars. Send me the beat. And I'll just loop it, and then yeah, I'll write okay. something, and I'll just record okay. it and send it to you, okay. and then you deal with it. I I I I I I appreciate that, and as soon as I have the fucking opportunity. <laughs> To do it. Yeah, I get it, we'll man. I don't get much studio time as much as I'd like to it's, have. Well, it now Raina's on my ass because she wants me to be like present with my son in the evenings. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? She doesn't want me just sitting in the corner on the computer or sitting in the corner on my p- piano or whatever. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I mean, like, you know, you do know what you mean. I just heard your fucking family rumble in. The house. Yeah, the whole family just rumbled in upstairs. You probably heard it on the podcast. <laughs> But you know, like like you're checking your watch. It's like you know that you eventually have to get back up there and, and not participate. For a while. Not for a while, though. Just <laughs> so like you know. Not, not for <laughs> hours. Six thirty. No. We got a guitar lesson with my. I got a guitar lesson with my youngest daughter. Bishop starts basketball today, so I, oh. I have to be at the Y by six. So we actually oh, are going to get you close. Fancy. Well, I do shit. Uh, so we are getting close to wrapping up. So yeah. Do you, is there anything else you want to talk about the album before I start talking about my improv? 
Uh, no, just, uh, you know, so the acoustic album, it, like I said, you know, we talked a little bit about earlier, just a live performance of songs that I've written over the course of, of you know, decades. So, you know, one song was written in 2002, the other one was written last year. So over the course of 17 years. Oh, and that's I, a good idea. Well, that's kind of what um, Ed did. Yeah. He When his last album. It's not like a studio album by any means, and I would like to record a studio album at some point, but, like, let's be honest, like, the idea of, like, studio recording is so much more like frustrating for me like so it was easy for me to you know because i just got my website jasontylerblack.com and i needed to get some content on there and i was like well i mean i do these acoustic shows quite a bit i'll just record one and put some original songs out there and then you know i got the physical cd cds coming so i'll be able to uh sell those at my shows and i'll have the physicals there and i spelled cataclysmic wrong on the back of the physical one that i ordered ordered and I didn't. I, mean, I checked it like seven times, and, and then it, it was wasn't until after I'd already ordered them that I realized that I'd. So anybody who gets one of the first one hundred CDs is going to have an error, and who knows, might just be worth way more money someday because of the error. Because if I order them again, I'm going to uh, correct it. Correct it. Yeah, <laughs> wait, me and me and Rain are going to release a, a song on the twenty fifth. Two songs on the twenty fifth, around the time. Uh, I don't know. They'll Singles. Yeah, two singles. Nice. Yeah, it'll, it's a, it, it no, it'll be great. It'll be great. Um, they're they're actually older songs. So what we're doing is releasing old content that's just sort of sitting around that we've had recorded yeah. for years. I get it. And then we're gonna probably go and record a few new songs too. So, but we're also gonna try to buy a house. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see how far this goes. Listen, buying a house, it's a whole deal, man. It's a whole deal, and and you can't just uh, you know like. Yeah, I, I, especially when you're taking um, improv classes. Tesla, especially when you're taking an improv class. Okay, so <coughs> improv classes. Let me just open up with this. The first thing he says to us is like, "We punch up." <laughs> we, okay, what does this mean? I, well, it means that we don't punch down, Jason. It means that we don't talk about race. We don't talk about gender. We don't talk about. Um, anything that might be a little offensive to anybody. That's okay. how this opened up. Okay, so coming from me, from a podcaster who just... You know how we talk on this fucking thing. Yeah, we say, say it, what you're thinking sometimes. I think it's a healthy thing to do at times. I do too, and they just are... So that bothers me. Mm -hmm. But I get it. And like even my, I'm finding myself asking people what their you know preferred pronoun is. And it's just I'm I'm not trying to piss people off, and but I know sometimes I say some really fucking ridiculous things. It's in jest most of the time, and uh, so I, I'm 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 adapting. Okay? Yeah, 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 I'm adapting, but it's just off-putting, right? Like coming from someone who who speaks liberally of how he wants to speak. Yeah. So there's already a cap on this art form, right? Like there's already a boundary that you can't cross in this art form at this place. <clears throat> right. And when I when I see boundaries in art, like it just to me it just doesn't make fucking sense. It's like two dicks trying to fuck each other, right? Docking. That's docking. I know by it's docking, but <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, uh, it doesn't. <laughs> we just slap them around. Or <laughs> yeah, well, we what we do we do here? Where's the friction here, baby? <laughs> uh, so. It was a uh, slap <laughs> There, that's the second one. We, we got uh, the gold flake steak gold and, flake and, and slap them around. Slap them around. <laughs> a song about docking. 
shit, that's really funny. Docking. Slap him around, and then we just, and then we'll just dock it. Mm. No docking. We slap him around, cock knocking. <laughs> See, we're already working on this. this is, <laughs> guys, stay hooked. tuned. Twenty twenty. This the, is a good record of it. Actually, the album is gonna drop. It, it My actually be them beat stems, I, and I'm just gonna put fucking. I mean, dumb to make like shit. a ridiculous beat is really easy for me. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like, dude, I love your beats, man. Like, well, I, mean, I love it. So it's really easy to make ridiculous music for, for me. Like, I don't it's know. It's really why. easy for me to rap about ridiculous things. <laughs> I know, Mike. Okay, let listen, me. Let's 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 I'm take the low hanging fruit I, here. Okay. Let's take the low take hanging the fruit. <laughs> it makes sense to me. It really does. You're making a lot of sense right now, Jason. We just have to take. I mean, it's there for the ripe picking right now. The it's this low-hanging fruit, and we could do it. We just think we're an owl meets uh, Eminem. So the the classes, <laughs> but the classes have been good. And okay. Like the first day, I was sweaty palm. Like I don't know why. I'm just getting older, and now I'm sweating in my palms now. So the exercises. I don't know. I think it's just I'm getting older. And no, I'm my, talking about uh, oh, and then the class. Like do you, oh, do you, so yeah, we do the exercises, and like of course. Okay, good. Dave just texted me and said, um, just listen to the very beginning, and that's all good. So, okay. so he's okay yeah. with that. Wait until he gets to the part where he has to stop to pee. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mike, you're kind of weird guy. <laughs> Why did you keep me, me wanting to pee in here? I doubt like Dave Katz is listening to me talk right now. So <laughs> if you are, Dave, I love you. You're an amazing yeah. musician, but I doubt you've made it this far of me talking. <laughs> no, he, he, he admittedly said, I only listen to parts where they're talking about hookah. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, exactly. That's his fucking legacy, man. Yeah, man. Thirty so anyways, years. So, anyways, we keep oh, getting straight away from I know, this improv I know, class. I know. We're gonna, and then, then we got because end. of Dave Katz's beautiful blue eyes. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's anyways. true. Those piercing, beautiful blue eyes. Uh, no, it, it it was cool. It's been great. Like the first class was the hardest, and then the second class. You know, we're doing we're doing different routines, and, and like I'm feeling the. This last one, okay, so this is what I've been doing. I, for whatever reason, I like to put myself in the worst situation because I do tend to be center of attention, and it's not always on purpose. It's because I'm just nervously doing shit mm -hmm. and nervously talking and nervously chatty, nervously. So it, it turns into me just, like, trying to make something happen. Okay, so I fucking, there's this thing called the machine, and you have to physically make, do a sound, make a line, and the next person adds on to it, and so you're so by the end you have like a group of like ten adults going boop boop boop, you making weird like doing thing. what everybody else did though. Well, you no, you have to keep it chain going like a right, chain. Right, but you make your own thing. So right. So what I did, um, they were like make animal sounds, and I had just watched a, a, a video of the lynx. Um, uh, the, these two lynxes yelling at each other, and it sounds like two like drunk trailer trash women screaming at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what did I do? I go out there and I start doing like the gorilla dance, the one where it goes up and down with your hands, uh, whatever that's called. What is that called? It's an old dance, though. It's like the surfing one or oh. whatever it's called. Oh. I, yeah, that thing. Your arms are going up and yeah. down in front of you. It's from the 60s. I don't, like the surfer's stuff. Yeah, like. it's kind of surf dancing. And I'm spinning in circles. And I have no idea that he's going to make us get louder and faster. So I'm spinning in circles going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> and you have to keep getting faster and, and louder. And I, your, your kids are responding. They're yelling upstairs. They're like, "What the <laughs> hell are you doing down there, Dad? What is going on?" So I'm going faster. I'm getting dizzy. Like my face is turning red. 
in my head, I'm like, I'm just like, commit, commit, commit. And, you know, like, it was like, people kept on saying, oh my God. Like, it was jolting, because there's some people in there who are very timid. Like, there's a librarian girl mm. who's very kind of like, and, and, you know, so this is kind of stepping, there's a lot of people in there that's stepping outside the comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. And me it. too, especially. Um, it's really nerve wracking for me, and then they want us to like look in each other's eyes and mirror each other, and I hate that's that. Weird man. I hate I hate anything that's receiving eye contact for more than like. This is. I mean, we yeah. mean you were like glancing right. at each we other. Right. We glance at each other, make sure we're listening to each I other. I'm listening to you, and man. then we dart the other way because we're not trying to sit there and look into each other's souls. We're not interested <laughs> in that. <laughs> but well, it's incredibly awkward. Like you're the one who taught me the trick of like. Receiving, looking at somebody's like oh, middle yeah. of their forehead, yeah. Like right now, I'm looking exactly. at really horrid, and it looks like I'm looking at you right in the yeah. eyes, yeah. you know. And I'm because like, oh, I, that makes it so much easier because even the other person will look into that, like, uh, they'll pick usually people pick one eye or yeah. something, and they'll fucking so they'll focus and they'll be like, they're looking right at me. Yeah. And so, um, I, I wasn't doing that, and so I was working with a, a, a computer g- engineer, and he's real, fuck up. he's probably on the spectrum or something, and yeah. fucking he's just like, his eyes were just like so. Just not even trying yeah. to lock in, but what I'm finding is even with the second, the second um, class that I'm getting more comfortable and I'm starting to like it's starting to make more sense. Like what they're saying, like going out with a clear slate, don't have anything planned or 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 have things planned. Um, just just being confident in your delivery, even if it's a if if you think it's a stupid line, but that's what came to your head, just blurt it out like you own it. It's really cool. I'm getting a couple things. Tater tots. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Look, your dog probably just freaked out. <laughs> My dog's like running in circles up there, like somebody's being murdered in the basement. Timmy, uh, Timmy. So I, I really enjoy it, man. I really enjoy. It. I bet you would like improv too, because you're you're a really funny cat, and like I I think it would help you get past some of these. Um, you're probably right. You know, this anxious because like we share a lot of the same like. Ugh. I can take improv before I start my pro wrestling career back up. Oh, I've we, never never been a pro wrestler. <laughs> no, we, no, I've thought about it. It seems like it would be pretty fun, you know, like because I like acting and I like. Uh, Have you, you acted? Know, I mean, not really, but I, I like. <laughs> Like, you know, making videos and like, mm-hmm. is it, you know, even like, remember the one we made for uh, whatever festival Green Acre Sessions got to play once and never got to play again. Um, <laughs> the Sacred Harvest. Yeah, we, that, that one that we got that we got to play and must have sucked really bad. And, I guess they hated and, us. And then they hated us and we didn't get to play it again. Um, <laughs> but whatever that video we made, I had a really fun time making that. Yeah. Just quick scripting it out. And I, you know, right. like, you know, the idea of videoing and film i think like honestly like you know shortly thereafter we had our podcast that mm-hmm. day i i started making videos, videos and yeah, yeah. Because, and, and the same with me too like i just like because i i mean that's not now i'm fucking making videos regularly for zach and fucking like you yeah. know like it just turned into some weird thing mm-hmm. just because we were just dicking around having fun and just trying try to make each other laugh really because <laughs> yeah i'd make those stupid green acre sessions oh i love things. them I love them too. I never knew how Adam felt. Like I just don't know how Adam feels about a lot of things. He just doesn't show a lot of expression sometimes. <laughs> so, He's like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool guys. Yeah. No one asked, but that's fine. <laughs> well, we like to make meme. I mean, we're in the meme culture and the quick video culture. Like for yeah. like these quick like Instagram sixty second videos of funniness. You know, that's what that's where we're at now. It's mm-hmm. like, was it who was talking about? Me- were you talking about memes on one of your? podcast not too long ago oh, or, I, mean, I think me and my wife were talking about it but you know the idea of like a meme right 
like it expresses so much in one quick like yeah a sentence or a word it's like a sentence or with a picture that yeah. you know stimulates this into your brain it's like and the same goes with like these quick digestible videos of mm. like 35 to 60 seconds real quick funny video yeah like you know, I mean, how many how often you've been on a video and you're like, click on it and you're like, oh, 17 minutes. Yeah, definitely not Fuck watching this. all this. <laughs> well, you know, and what's interesting that I've been, I've been getting way more into YouTube and just sort of YouTube surfing lately. And like now, when I'm looking into a subject or like when I'm looking at these breakdown videos, when we do our sh- fucking breakdown shit, I'll yeah. watch some of these breakdown videos to sort of get other perspectives. And, um, now, if it's not like over ten or fifteen minutes, I start wondering, like, is this even going to be a good analysis? <laughs> yeah. Is this even legitimate? <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to sit here and listen to this cocksucker ramble on for six minutes about it and not give me the information that you know I don't know I want. So it's uh, it, so it's kind of gone weird. But you're right when somebody like has this like ten minute video and they're like, here, watch the fucking thing, and you're like, I'm not watching ten minutes. Bro. Send it to me. Yeah, will you send it to me? I'll, like maybe watch it while I take a dump sometime or something. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not really interested in sitting for ten minutes watching something that that I probably don't even think is funny. Right. <clears throat> well, do you feel like doing a performance? Do you feel like doing it or? Uh, I could. I mean, we've played all the songs on the album, though, so I don't think it's really necessary. You at this have point. more than six songs, don't you? I don't want to put any new stuff out there. Okay, fine. Look, well, I, it was gonna be. We were gonna do a live performance, but Jason, it's fine. It's fine. You've heard me perform live. <laughs> if you want to hear more of Jason Tyler Black rec- performing live, listen to Live at Suburban Bottle, available on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Music, Napster, Deezer, uh, YouTube Music. Twenty four seven and all this crazy list of digital platforms that when I signed up for it on CD Baby they put it on because if you ever, I mean you've obviously released stuff. Do you go through CD Baby? Mm-hmm. It's crazy the digital distribution distribution list now. Yeah. Like I didn't even know Napster was really still a thing. I know that uh, Rhapsody or Napster bought Rhapsody or Rhapsody bought Napster Something like that. and then took the name Napster basically. So Napster is like still a thing. Yeah, and I think they pay out the best. Does Napster? I that's what I've heard. Like Title pays out the best, but I heard that oh. Napster pays or no, Title pays out better than like Spotify and stuff. But Spotify Napster don't pays, pay shit. No. In fact, YouTube is the best paying one if you can get fucking if you ads get, on it. Yeah, if you can get fucking more enough subscribers to qualify for money. One thousand. You have to have a thousand subscribers now. I was yeah. just trying to like mm. But if you want to, feel free, folks, to go subscribe to my oh, YouTube channel. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. I had an idea because I bought this. I, 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 fucking just had all these Walmart gift cards from Christmas, and yeah. I was just like, I wonder what Walmart actually has on one. It turns out they have like foot pedals and they, they have like everything. gear and shit on it's there. Weird. So I ended up buying this. I, w- I've been wanting to get an envelope filter just to have like you know a little Ottawa on wow. stage. <coughs> And just for like me and Reina's acoustic sets, I just because I solo over loops, so like it's you can like fake a bass like line with it too, exactly. Or like a, a you clap can do part and stuff. Yeah, like. exactly. There's there's a lot of things I can do. So I got the Qtron, which is electro harmonics. It's okay. It's not. I don't think it's for me. So what I was thinking about doing was doing a like a giveaway, uh, give it away to build out the give it away. Facebook. Yeah. We speak English good because, I mean, at the end of the day, I get so many Facebook streams like because you can see where the streams come from from different websites it's mostly apple itunes and apple core media that gets that is my listenership 
Oh, really? <laughs> so now explain to me this, Mike. So uh, like do all so like when I look at your SoundCloud and it says that 3000 people listen to this on SoundCloud. Mm. Do is that all shared between all platforms? How do, or is that yes. just, is that just on? No, that's that's the, all the platforms. That's, or that's all the RT, together. What's that called again? The RTS or there's like a, a certain feed like you oh, put it oh, on. Oh, your RSF feed. Yeah, your RSF yes, feed, so and that's, that's how it goes through a podcast exactly. and talk multiple platforms. Exactly. So yeah, I, I have one RSS feed that goes straight to my SoundCloud because SoundCloud's my host. Oh, okay. so that's why I always have it just go straight to SoundCloud. It, that's my hosting platform. Because I listen on Spotify usually. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, which I I actually like that better as a platform of listening, even better than the Apple iTunes thing. I don't like the Apple iTunes well, fucking platform at all. Yeah, but, but Spotify don't pay shit. That's what I was getting at. Oh yeah, and I don't even know if they have anything worked out for fucking podcasters. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if that's even like a thing that they're paying out for. Well, it should just go back to your. They should every you know anything that you're playing getting played on a premium service and like I don't have access to my Spotify site so I'll help you out with that yeah I, think I mean it's, I it's just really not it's really not I don't hard. think it's complicated I I'm pretty sure I could probably figure it out but I haven't put the time into it what I was gonna ask you about was because um, I was thinking about doing a video for the giveaway yeah I was gonna I was gonna just brainstorm some ideas with oh, you okay which this is not really the place to do it because I actually mm. fucking do have to go so. Why don't we wrap up? What 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 do you want to? Where can they find the album again? Where they? What's your website? What what can we do to get this album in people's hands? So yeah, you know, I, thanks again if you've listened to this far, folks. Uh, <laughs> I am Jason Tyler Black. Um, uh, my website really is a one-stop shop for everything that I have on the internet. I, I try to keep that updated. Uh, my website will have multiple links uh, off the Listen Now to uh, YouTube music where you can listen for free, actually, just by watching the the, the YouTube videos that they put on there of the song. Um, Spotify, i got links for Spotify and iTunes on there. Um, also, you have there's links to my YouTube station where, uh, you know, I'll, I'll post recent uh, live recordings and I, I'll put exclusive videos onto the website as well. I always have all my my future events uh, listed on the website on jasontylerblack.com uh, links to all my social media is at the bottom of the page Facebook, Instagram uh, everything at jasontylerblack.com um, but again if you have Spotify uh, Jason Tyler Black uh, or whatever digital music that you listen to it's it's pretty much on everything except I don't know if I got accepted to a Pandora yet I have to go look up Pandora is like hard is as, to get on like you have to get like accepted to Pandora like it's uh, like there's some special ass like, like, like they oh fancy. well I don't know if this is Pandora material <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, do they pay better or something or I don't they, they think picky? so I, I just think that they don't my guess is they probably don't have enough bandwidth mm. and it's more like like how radio works with you know you only get to have certain record companies have yeah. access to it and yeah. like like basically you know like you listen to the radio now you're hearing the same fucking songs you've been hearing oh. for the last 50 fucking years because yeah. the record companies are the ones that mm -hmm. they you play that song and then they get their royalty checks from their you know well and that's why i was like big up in um peapod a local dj here in toledo who kind of was behind getting the 10 100.7 the zone back up uh-huh and, uh, yeah, I've seen that. Is, back, that. is it back running now? Yeah, or? it's alternative music. And <laughs> I heard the new Tool shit, like new songs oh. from the Tool album. Cool. <coughs> I've heard actual original programming, and that's the difference is that it's original programming from an independent place. And uh, 
Yeah. With that being said, I'm gonna. I you know I'm scheduling my appearance on WTOL here. I'm more talking. To oh, the lady nice. Here, which reminds me, hit, hit me up with that if you ever and you and Raina ever want to go on uh, WTOL. We do. And uh, it's 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 really actually pretty easy to get on I've, there. Well, I've tried to hit them up several times. And I've got the, I know who I got the I got I got the hookup, okay, dude. Okay. Listen, we'll talk about mm. Mike. We'll talk about <laughs> Mike. I got I got them contacts though. <laughs> but but no, I mean, it, it, you want to talk about stressful though? Like we went on TV uh, before you entered the band. We went uh, on TV, and it's it's like it's so weird being in like a television studio with like the r- big rolling cameras on you, and there's a big screen on the front of the camera, mm. so you like can see yourself in like high def, and you're just like, Ugh. it's like again, it's like looking in your own eyes though, but like knowing that you're being broadcast to thousands of people at, right. that, at that moment. Though. But but yeah, JasonTylerBlack.com. Um, I have a YouTube station where I make videos. There's some videos of me and my wife have done, and. Um, a lot of stuff solo um but yeah find me on the internet i'm on there facebook i have a facebook page jason tyler black um and uh i put all my shows and everything on there too so all the live shows that i play with solo and then with uh mike and i's band uh green acre sessions are all listed on the website and on my facebook page as well um you get and also if you want to listen to uh uh, live band I play in Green Acre Sessions That's available on Woo-woo. Spotify uh, You know You can hear some recordings of me there I've got some uh, guest work going on And some other hip hop stuff That you heard about on the podcast mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah Thanks thanks for listening And uh, Please listen to my album So I can get two cents For every four plays You better Spotify. give them uh, two cents Motherfuckers <laughs> Alright <laughs> Thanks Jason <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Always a lovely guest. Always a good time. Uh, <laughs> I love Evan Jason Adia. We share similar senses of humor. Um, although it does get dark anytime you start bringing up politics. There's this darkness that there's this dark. It's like in the movies when uh, when you think the character is all nice and then all of a sudden the the, the darkness comes out and, and there's like a shadow over their eyes and. And, and, and like the the room dims, and there's this feeling of oxygen getting sucked out of the room, and he's just like, politics, Mike, politics. <laughs> it gets weird, you know. I love you, Jason. Uh, go, go to Jason Tyler Smith. Smith, Jesus Christ. Go to JasonTylerBlack.com. And, and check out all that's going on over there. And remember, go stream his new album live at the Suburban Bottle. It's actually not doing bad. I, I saw the numbers, and there's numbers to be seen on Spotify. So if you know anything about Spotify, if you don't see, if you see less than 1,000 plays, you know that there's no numbers to really be seen, but there's numbers to be seen there. So, uh, Jason, you're doing great with promoting it. Good job, buddy. Anyways, go <laughs> go check out the album. Thanks again, Jason. I love you, and uh, um, you know I'll I'll see you I'll see you at work. <laughs> uh, go to rainamystique.com, r e i n a m y s t i q u e dot com, and check out our new, latest, greatest releases, Secret and Streetlights.
not streaked, not secret streetlights. It's it's secret and streetlights. Two new songs for that ass. Randommystique.com. Go check it out. Uh, you can also click on the experience tab there and find out where we're playing as an acoustic duo around the Toledo, Ohio region. You can also go like, subscribe, and review the podcast. Go like us on iTunes or Spotify or, or oh no, I'm sorry. Go like us on Facebook and Instagram. And then go subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, And leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review. It helps us. If you really like this podcast and you're trying to think of ways to support us, I don't ask for money. I don't have a Patreon, although I have considered it several times. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have, you know, like, this is a low-budget show. So if, you, if you're thinking of ways that you'd like to help this show, the biggest and best way is to, if you have your iTunes account, Go log in and leave a, a review about the show, an honest review. I mean, even if it's a shit review, I don't care. <laughs> uh, that's the best way you can help us uh, uh, get further and grow as a as a podcast organically. Although I have been thinking about doing PR for the show. Um, anyways, yeah, you can also write the show at we speak uh, we speak English good at gmail.com. You can uh, reach out to us on uh, on on social media and we'll read we'll read your comments or emails and um it'll be fun you'll, you'll be part of the show forever in perpetuity anyways i i did want to kind of address my rationale of actually talking about um what johnny polanski formerly of acoustic hookah currently of acoustic hookah 2.0 um about how he left the band the first time. And I think when I was talking to Dave, like he, I, I, I think he wanted to say it, like, because he definitely made a point after the mics were off, or at least it, it, he didn't wait until the mics were off to say it. It just happened to be that the mics were off. He understood that we were done. And he just sort of circled back. He was like, you know, I was waiting for you to ask about Johnny and you know so like um he wanted to put this information out there. I mean he had this prepared. Like this is something like you can't I know that you can prepare for my show because I send links to the show so people can listen to it and you get an idea of what the show is, but there's no way of preparing what I'm going to ask because I don't send over a list of questions. Like that's just not how it works for me. I'm not in, in fact, like I would never do that. I would never send a list of questions. If someone asked me for a list of questions and this is the only way they could participate, I probably wouldn't participate I probably wouldn't work with them because I have to be able to try to at least somewhat connect and like I, I feel like there's a huge barrier when you go in with uh with all these uh, questions all done up and everybody has their answers ready to go. There's no spontaneity. There's no, you know, there's no room to sort of uh, improvise or, or, or move around. I'm a musician, man. I have to, I need wiggle room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I was sitting here editing this particular podcast, trying to 
like, you know, what what's the right thing to do here? I, in my mind, I told Dave, look, I'm not going to put this out there. You could tell me I'm not going to put it out there. Um, but he said, but he made a point to say, I don't care. Like I was going to say it on the podcast. I, you know, like, so he obviously had this waiting and ready, you know what I mean? Like sort of, I didn't have this question. Like I said, there's no prep questions here. It's just straightforward. You know, here's my link to the show. You, you listen to it. And, and so he knew that I had talked to Ed and Johnny before Dave. Um, and he, he, he knew that Johnny referenced something that he regrets doing that he didn't want to go into on, on his podcast with me on Johnny Polanski's podcast with me. So, um, you know, he, he wanted that information to be out there and, and I know I told him I wouldn't say it, but like, I honestly regret not asking them about it because I there was I, I mean to be completely honest there was a moment where we kind of where I had an opportunity to sort of be like so what happened with Johnny like I did have that opportunity and it did come to my head but like I sort of explained in the podcast with Jason here it's like um I knew that Johnny was a point of contention with him just from a very brief conversation i had with them and so i wasn't it, it was kind of early in the podcast and I, I i like to build a, a rapport with people before i start asking them personal shitty questions that make the situation uncomfortable for everybody because even uh because uh, people assume that journalists have this callous approach to things it, but if you listen to journalists like th that's one of the hardest parts is like you're confronting people that you're building this rapport with. So you're talking to somebody for an hour and a half. You're having this wonderful conversation, and now you're going to bring up the shit that they don't like talking about or the, the, the bad parts of them, you know? Like, <laughs> it, it's a very, it's a delicate dance. And so at that moment in the podcast, I didn't think it was necessary for me to bring that kind of energy to the table. Um like I said, this was early on in the conversation with Dave. So like I didn't feel completely comfortable in my groove yet. And, you know, it, it, for me, the first hour is always just finding my groove. Sometimes you lock right in and we're in it. We're, we're off and running. But, you know, sometimes it takes me a while to lock in. Sometimes it takes the guests a while to lock in. It's just a, it's a dance, man. And it's a conversation and you got to you got to work it the right way. And um I always like the analogy of of, of glass blowing. Um, it's just like this. Uh, you have to keep it rolling. You have to keep your blow pole rolling with this hot molten glass on the end of it. That's quickly dry. It's quickly cooling and hardening. But also, you're trying to keep it hot. So it, it's like it's like honey. It's like trying to keep honey on the end of a stick. Um, and so. You got to keep this shit even because you don't want your end product to be all dilapidated and, and, and unsellable, you know. So, like, it, it's just it's a crazy dance of keeping it hot, keeping it moving and, and keeping it, you know, just keeping it a form going. And, and that's sort of what it is with these conversations for me, especially because a lot of times I'm going into this as an anxious fucking asshole just like oh god you know i don't uh. so it takes me a while to warm up it takes sometimes it takes the guests a while to warm up and sometimes i put off vibes that change everything too because i'm walking in there with my anxious vibe 
anyways, I, I kind of got off subject here, but <laughs> um, I, I told Dave I wouldn't talk about it on the show or say anything about it on the show, and he even insisted that he didn't care. <laughs> so that's why. Uh, um, th the problem is, is that I don't want to seem like a guy who goes back on what he says. Like, I want to be known as a guy who, who his word is his bond, and I don't want people to uh, think that, you know, if they say something off record, it's going to show up on the show somewhere because that's not the case. And if that was the case, then there would have been a lot of fucking dirt out there. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, you talk to people for a couple hours and, after, and then when the mics are off, they start saying a bunch of wild shit. So uh, you should save that for the podcast. But I... Um, I regret not asking him early on in the conversation um, because I didn't want to disrupt the flow and disrupt our rapport that we were building. Uh, but I regret that because he was so ready and willing to talk about it. that, And it was such, to me, this is the big reveal from Dave Katz that I was looking for. These are, this is the juice. This is the dirt that you want. And this is what he wanted to give us. And so I just thought, you know, who am I to stand in the way of Dave's prepared statement about uh, Johnny Polanski's exit of Acoustic Hookah? Um, so, so yeah, that's that's why I did it. I I, I felt like th this is what it was all about. This is what people were listening for. Like they wanted to know the dirt, and and you could say that you're, um, you know, you can you could take the more high ground and be like, I don't care about rumors and. I just love the music, and all I care about is the music. And um, yeah, bullshit. Okay, bullshit. We're human. We are, are. We communicate, and one of the ways we communicate is talking shit, or at least spreading, you know, <laughs> rumors and and and. And, and dishing the dirt and 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 and, and serving the tea it is it, like this is a part of us we all like gossip you know that's why tmz is so fucking popular so uh you know not that i adhere to uh, tmz tactics of journalism but there is a um but there is a part of us that's very human uh that likes gossip and um like I said, I, I, I don't want to be the guy who goes back on his word. Uh, but again, he insisted that he did not give a shit if I said a thing about it or not. So take it for what it's worth. Um, it's, it's new information that maybe you didn't know about. Thanks for listening, everybody. Next week's guest is Garrett Jones. He'll be on the show. He is a Detroit player who's who's uh, making real moves up in the city of Detroit and um, all around the country. So stay tuned for that. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. Bye. Fresh.